Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of the Search Cast, Season Three, Episode Twenty Six, presented by Prime Wex Hockey and DraftKings. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Zach Martin. I'm Bailey Curtis. I'm the Hunter. I'm back after two episodes. <laughs> yeah, Bailey it's been a bit. Back. I've missed you guys. Yes, yes, we missed you too. I know it's been a little crazy because of school and stuff, but it's oh good to have you gosh, back. Thank God it's over. For sure. But before we go on, <laughs> happy Canesmas, everybody. Canesmas. Canesmas. Yes, it's Merry Canesmas. We, yes. It is our yeah. Christmas special. Uh, if you're on the YouTube version, you see we got a little festive with the background. Some lights. It's kind of cute. It's kind of <laughs> cute. We also got some very cool episode graphics and a uh, YouTube thumbnail version as well. So we got some really cool festive stuff going on because it's Christmas. We didn't do we didn't do one last year. Um, actually the first couple of years, we haven't really done a Christmas themed episode and we're like, you know what? It's season three, you know, Give the people what they want. Yeah. Cause why, why not get a little festive with it? So we're going to, I think it's going to be start of a new tradition for us here on the podcast. What we're going to do, you know, we're still going to talk about, you know, the hurricanes cause that's what you came here for to listen to us talk about the hurricanes. But the second half of the show is actually going to be more Christmas themed. And I'm actually very excited to, um, have Bailey take over that next special Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So Bailey's actually going to run the Christmas portion of the episode on uh, stuff like that. So when we're I very, I'm, I'm so excited. I put a lot of work into this PowerPoint. So if you guys don't enjoy it, I'm going to be very upset. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, totally, totally agree. But yeah, no, yeah. From what you showed us beforehand, I'm super excited for this part. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, So we'll make sure to get this episode out. Like, basically right hopefully christmas eve or christmas day so we have other episodes we still need to get uploaded but i know <laughs> that bailey's going to want to get this one up first just because yeah. there's a lot of cool things we have going on so make sure to check out our youtube version which if you're on the youtube version watching this right now hi hello as bailey usually says 
hit like, hit the bell notification, subscribe. You're stealing my job. <laughs> kind of have to. A little Literally, bit. you're skipping. You're skipping to the last part of the episode <laughs> in, the, in the intro. Before we get into outro stuff, why don't we talk about some hockey? Because there were some very interesting things that happened over the past week. There has there has been a lot of stuff because I think we last recorded was last Wednesday with Jules, and this was in between the Ottawa and the Detroit game. So there's a there are some games to talk about. We're not going to go into full deep recaps of all these games because that's just going to take us forever, and we don't want to be here for three hours talking about five hockey. No, we games we already had enough bonus hockey for the last couple of but games. Please, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm totally good with that. But there are some milestones we're going to talk about because uh, I think once I think Seth Jarvis had a milestone as of late. I uh, got to talk about Pierre Kachekov because he's been playing absolutely lights out for the Hurricanes, which would lead to more goalie talk that we have to talk about, too, because there's been a lot of goalie conversations as of late. Got to talk about that. Do some pros and cons of the last few games. You know, takeaways from some storylines more so than anything else outside of the six games. No full game breakdowns, more of like highlights, what we thought about through all those games. And then, like I said, we got cool Christmas stuff to talk about. So why not? Why not have a little fun? Why not? Why not? Um, but oh, first off, we have to I have to do a big uh, shout out to Jules for the Funko Pop she made of all of us. That was <laughs> so cool. So we have to give a shout out to Jules real quick for that. I just thought it was fantastic. hilarious on mine. I haven't posted mine yet, but you uh, need to do that. I, I do need to post it. I was I was waiting for you to post like all of them to the Sergecast account, and I was like, okay. Um, but on now Kat did hers first. I'm like, all right, I'll just do mine then. Well, because yeah. you didn't post anything, so I was like, well, I want to post about mine, so I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we both had the same expectation. Screw waiting on Zach. We're just gonna go ahead and do it. I wasn't even no. thinking about it honestly, so it was it actually but worked out perfect. So on mine, it said Purgecast. <laughs> I just thought that was <laughs> that hilarious. was funny. Um, Stormy changed colors in in my Funko Pop. She is she is gray and white in my Funko Pops. Um, but it, it it's fine. It's I cute. was full blonde again in mine. So I know I had yeah. black hair, which was kind of interesting. It, it's kind of like a little bit of an identity crisis. Like maybe I need to do that. But I will. I, will, I, will, I, so I think because I know on Storm Seller, I know those guys did theirs, and uh, I think Brad gave Ray. His guy, but his hockey stick was so like messed up and like curvy. I'm like, what, what is that stick play, dude? Like, what is that? That's amazing. It's like it's like, it's like what's worse, Ryan O'Reilly's like little curve at the end, or what? Or what uh, Ray had? I'm like, good grief! What are you trying to use a pool noodle? As a I just thought stick? I I don't know the the Funko Pops were really cute, and I I haven't posted them yet because I've been doing other. Oh, there's, there's, things, yeah, there's I'm, I'm very excited about them. I I was trying so to do it on my ones. own, and I was like using my school account because that's the only account that I have like a Windows account through. So like that's the only I, I don't know, only way I could do it. And it wasn't compatible. And so I was very sad that I couldn't join the trend. Just saying, if anyone wants to find someone that makes those, I mean I know there are people that make those. And if anyone wants to be in the holiday holiday spirit and give your favorite podcast host some gifts, we'll gladly take them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. All right, so let's dive into a little bit of the hockey because why not? Um, so Seth Jarvis, uh, about a week ago ish, one hundred points in his career. He was talk about on, a great Christmas gift, right? He was sitting on ninety nine for a few games, but he did get an assist. Uh, it was on a Sebastian Ajo goal, which is su- surprise, surprise. But he did hit point one hundred. So congrats to Jarvis for uh, doing that. So you know, 
first he first he gets his 100th point and then he talks you know he goes over and uses the the Canes account and talks about first practice then afternoon naps and everyone's like did Seth do this tweet <laughs> <laughs> honestly if that if that's Dan's new marketing ploy for the social media account I'm not mad <laughs> no I am definitely not mad at all I'm anymore. not upset if that's what he's doing so no not at all the funny part yeah we I, we have to praise them again as always because they do such a great job with it. Like, oh yeah, fantastic. Some people some people didn't even know that the Hurricanes had their own um, app on you know that you can just get and everyone's yeah. If you guys about. haven't downloaded the app, it's much better than that also league wide one that they, oh. the intro one's pretty bad. It's it's yeah. It's really also, unusable. daily reminder: um, if you're if you listen to us daily pretty consistently, you probably are on the same page as us about this. But just a reminder. The social team does not, whatever they post does not have to do anything with how the team's performing. So if the team has a bad game, that social team has already scheduled out what they're going to post for that week, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be engaging. It doesn't matter if the team just lost a really big game. The social team's not going to come on there and be like, well, we suck. We can't post anything fun. Right. Stop getting mad at them for stuff that's out of their control. Like, they're like, read the room. No, no, they are reading the room. They're a social media team. It's literally their job. They're meant anyway. to get engagement. That's literally their job. Maybe don't come for them. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Please just don't, but no. Like, yeah, the app is absolutely amazing. Big shout out to Dan and them for everything, everything <clears throat> they do on that side of things. And it's just, what more can you really say about how just great the organization is as a whole. So that's yeah, very it's, awesome. They're they're awesome. We we really appreciate we got lucky. We did the team is run. I will say that we do have a I there is a small tease we're gonna have to do real quick though. Uh we might have a certain person from the hurricanes joining us in January. Uh he has been a repeat he is a repeat guest uh, when he comes back on. It's not Mike Mascalco or Walt Sprinkle. Ross. Yes, unfortunately. We can get him back, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be hard to get either one of those two back because I know Walt said he does want to come back, so that's not gonna be a hard Mike, to do. Mike, we need or, more or... stories. <laughs> yes, yes, but uh he is he does work for the team. He is gonna be a repeat guest. We're very excited to talk to him because there's a lot of stuff that they're doing on that um, that they want to tease as well and i i was happy when it, I, I don't know we we talked with him a little while back and he started teasing some of the things coming up and i'm just like whoa yeah so we're very excited for him to come on we're <laughs> I not love that you're like teasing the guests but also kind of saying who it's probably gonna be <laughs> we're really well, listen my co-hosts are really bad at keeping secrets like just really bad like whatever we tease, i am not the worst I'm not the worst. You got to talk to this one over here. I don't know what you're talking about. I Dude, the moment that we were going to tease Martinuk, I was like, we shouldn't tell anyone for a while. And then he was like, well, and then so, and then he was like, no, I want to tell him a week ahead. And then we were like, okay. And then he, they were like, well, we'll drop hints. And so he starts giving hints to Jules. And we're like, these are really obvious hints. So we need to stop doing this. So that, or so then she spaced them out. And they were supposed to be over days, over days to make people be like, oh, wonder who it could be. Then Mr. Zach Martin was like, I'm going to kill these in a span of a couple hours. And I was like, everyone's going to get this by the second clue. <laughs> yep. I just thought it was hilarious when we started dropping those. We So before we started uh, dropping those hints, uh, we I reached out to Kane Statbrand on Twitter, which amazing follow if you guys don't follow him already. And I was like, mm -hmm. hey, can you give me some like weird, obscure, like kind of fun facts about Martinuk? 
Um, and he sent him over and he was really, really cool about it. And he had no idea that we were doing this. And so as soon as we started using those uh, little mm -hmm. snippets that he gave us in the hints, he reaches out and he goes, <laughs> I can't use that language on this podcast, actually. But he was like, you guys are I, I hate you all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're at the paraphrase now, just because the fact of me, what means. I you. missed your first curse word on the podcast, and I'm really upset about it. Anyway, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, back to hockey. We were talking about Seth Jarvis. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yeah. Just amazing for him to get 100.100. It's been a long time coming for him. Mm -hmm. Honestly, he he. I really... mean. The to start his career, he had like two to three return, like overturned goals. So the kids oh, had yeah. to work extra hard for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the thing is, like, he's already he's already set a career high for power play goals in a season already. This has just been an insane career for, for everybody for power plays, though. Like the, our power play looks insane this year. Like, um, not, knock on wood, knock on go, wood. Going, it, into, going into last night, they were they were ninth in the league, but they only went zero for two last uh, against Pittsburgh because, of course, they only had to get two penalties. Go figure. Well, not but like compared to past years. Oh, where, compared to past like, years, our, yeah, they're, they're a lot better. Yeah, it's a lot better. Usually, anytime being in the top ten, I don't know how long we're going to stay in it, but anytime being in the top ten, well. Who would have yeah, thought? Yeah, you're not going to complain about being top. I mean, when you, when you think of though. the Hurricanes and special teams and what goes together, like Peter and Jelly, it's usually the penalty kill going along with us. Or but. or the power kill, as they say. The like, power you know. kill, yes. Because <laughs> that's our motto. Um, I mean, hey, Jay, when, Jacob, <laughs> when Jacob Slavin scored multiple shorthanded goals to start a season, you know the power kill is <laughs> pretty powerful. But yeah, when when you see it, like obviously our penalty kill has not been up to par for our standards this season. Our power play has been amazing, and not Which, it's like this has been a problem we've been trying to correct for years. One hundred percent. And finally, yeah. everything is starting to click for them. They're they're finally moving the puck better. They're taking their, those chances. They're playing simple hockey, which is what I wanted them to do in the first place. They're playing that simple hockey on the power play, which is what they needed to do, and it looks so good. Our penalty kill, though, as you say, it struggled for a little bit. I'm it's pretty sure as of last night, it's I think it's number one in the league. It's either one or two. Yeah, it, it's pretty. I think I. I think for the almost the entire month, I think they've given up maybe one or two power play goals, but they're like light. They're like upper ninety percent. Like they're absolutely lights out right now. Because I think at one point they're like what twenty seven of twenty seven. Like that's how good the penalty kill has been. So yeah, it's it's a little bit farther down what you want it to be, but I mean it's kind of hard to get back all those early power play goals because it's easy to get your power your percentage a lot worse than it is getting better, but. Yeah, Pelican Kill's been on. I mean, they went five for five last night against the Penguins. So I mean, I mean, you can't okay, get any better than that. I, I mean, it's great for us, but also the Penguins' power play has been garbage. So I mean, it if, has if, been. If, well, if we had it, given up anything, and if we've given up to them, I kind of want to. I would have been upset if that had broken our little record. I would have been upset. Well, it doesn't. It, well, and Rod said it last night too. I and mean, we're gonna talk about the games a little bit later. But it's just the fact that he even said it's like kind of hard to get into a flow of a game when you're consistently on the penalty kill mm -hmm. multiple times in that game. Like there was just no flow of a five on five. I would just like to say, while we're talking about stats as well, we currently sit at 10 for both the power play and the penalty kill right now. Overall or just in this? Overall. Or just, 
Wow, so our power, so our penalty kill went from like low twenties to tenth. Yeah. So we currently sit at ten for both. I mean, hey, if you, I will take it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that. If, if you're so, do you do you have the percentages in front of you, like what the actual so numbers right are? now? Uh, and we've got two teams that are tied for first right now. Uh, our power play percentage is at twenty three point four. Would you like Our to see? penalty kill percentage is at 82.2. And then so really, the top team in the league is at 87 or 87.5. Wait, who, say the penalty that? kill one again. The say the penalty, penalty kill, kill is at 82.2. Interesting. We didn't allow. Okay. No, like they, oh, they, penalty kills. This is according to the week. NHL app, which is the literally this is. Well, the I was no, no. I was just before. saying because. According to Kane Stat Brand, which we love to refer to all the time, and I'm not pitting them against <laughs> the NHL. <laughs> um, they said uh, they tweeted yesterday. If I can read my timestamps right, yeah, no, two days ago, the 20th. Um, since December 1st, the Hurricanes power play is at 33.3 percent, which is fourth in the NHL. I mean, I'm sure we dropped since we didn't do anything last night on the on it. Um, but while the penalty kill is at 28, 29, 96 first in the NHL. Well, well that's by December first. That's the yeah. That's just since de- since December first. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. They're talking since about like, December first. I'm talking about since the beginning of the season. Oh, I got you. I got you. Got you. Yeah. So like, okay. Well, December off. is yeah, yeah, yeah. December. December. Is I will absolutely. I have. And the power play has oh, yeah. nine different goal scorers. We don't have. We don't have someone like. Ovi, who just sits in his office and scores off the power play. Honestly, it's Ovi's been Ovi's been pretty Ovi's been pretty bad this year. Like he is not like his shooting. His I think his shooting percentage is like. Ovi is not. not really, Ovi is not. Hot take, not really hot take. His old age is hitting him, dude. He's not moving like he used to. Father, be. father time there to catches. The, he's just there to hit that record, and he's out. Oven chicken is not playing like he wants to break a record right now. <laughs> I will put it that way. Yeah. Hey, Father Time catches everyone, unless you're Yamari, <laughs> unless you're Yamari Yager, who's I think he's now in his 39th professional season at 51. So also, also outside of sorry, away from oven chicken, um, for the penalty kill, uh, Kane Satbrand also said for the penalty kill, Brett Pesci, Brady Shea, and Seth Jarvis have gone 13 games without allowing a goal on the penalty kill. I mean, you love to see it. Snaps. That's like you said. Like you said, Kat, ninety-six percent on the penalty kill. Power plays over thirty percent. I mean, work, girl. I mean, how much better could you be in terms of the fact that in the in the span of twenty now or on December twenty-second, this episode will drop today on Friday because why not? Awesome. But it yeah, it shows you how good the fact that in in the span of twenty days you've gone from like low seventies to like now you're in the low eighties. You're top ten in the league in penalty kill. And your power play is top ten. Like you, the well, fact also, you're in the, you're in the top Jarvis, third shows how good it is. How about Jarvis being on that list though? Because Jarvis, I've noticed the last couple of games. So with Saul taking some penalties as of recently, and with him also, I think there was one game where he got um, cut, so he was out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jarvis stepped into that first like point man on the power on the penalty kill where Saul normally sets up, and yeah. he did phenomenal at it. I was like, that's and that's a very different type of player taking that role, like. Saul yeah. is a big body. Like he has learned that role. He is there. He's very much cuts off, and you got little Zoomy Jarvis trying to cover Zoomy. the same thing. Well, and, well, cause, well yeah, because I know because uh, if anyone listened to the Empty Netters episode where Seth was on, he's talked about like how he's been working on his face-offs and the fact that you got Jordan Stahl, 
and Rod Brindamore teaching you how to do that. I mean, what two guys do you want to learn how to do face-offs from? It's them. Like, those are the guys you want to learn it from. The fact that now Seth Jarvis, and I've said this multiple times, he, his 200-foot two-way game has gotten so much better than that, that he is someone that Rod could use at any point. He's on the penalty kill. He's on the power play, five-on-five five defense. Yeah, like, his, his face-off percentage is – not the it's not career high level, but it's he's taken more faceoffs this year than he has in the last two seasons, and he's making himself so versatile that it's like you want to see that in a young guy where you can put him anywhere on the ice and you don't have to worry about taking him off in certain situations. So mm-hmm. now we're just, we're just waiting for that contract extension because he is in the last year of his ELC. But I mean, let's be honest, he's getting an extension. It's just how long yeah. is it going to be? I want to personally. I want to give him a bridge deal. I give him seven, eight. Give him, give him a just Barry Cook and Yummy contract. Seven, eight years, kind of around that AAV, and you're good to go. Then you got him locked up for the next eight years at least, or seven. Would not be mad at that. No, four point two for seven years. Also, also because it's really nice to hear from him. Like every time they talk to him about it, he's like, he's like, I don't know, we'll see. He's like, that's up to. He's like, but I know we have a lot of other guys that really need to get. Like he has a very team first mentality. Like he wants to prove his worth, but he's a very team first player. He knows he's he's a very player. unselfish guy when it comes to his yeah. team. It's awesome though for the f- also yeah. honestly, I feel like he'll take what he can if he wants to stay on the team with KK for as long as possible. Like, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, KK is in like what year two of his eight year deal, so he's here for another six at least. So yeah, he's gonna be here for a while. It, AAV is gonna work itself out, and like, the cap does go up next year. It goes up by four point. They're rounding you up to 4.2. So, yeah, there's going to be more space to take care of that. So I'm not really worried about that. But, yeah, Senator is going to be here for a long time. It's just we're, we're waiting we're waiting for the announcement at this point. Just give him yeah. his extension. We're good to go. Um, so congrats to Jarvie but for that. Congrats to Jarvie. Um, and I know our record. So, again, we're just going to cover these games really quickly. We've had, we had the win 2-1 to one over the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. An overtime loss to Nashville, an overtime loss to the Caps, a dominating win against uh, Vegas, and then now, now, re- now recording. Yeah, you know why? Sorry. And I understand. <laughs> Deb Here was, it comes. Deb, Here it Deb comes. Was on, Deb was on Twitter, and I totally understand it. She said her kid, it was his birthday, and they started the wave, and they all that. Listen, I understand it. I under, I want them to have fun, and I'm all like, supporting i'm never gonna yell but i want i need to say because i yelled at the boyfriend for this too i yelled at him (laughs) because he started doing it and we compromised because he's like okay i will do it when the puck's not in play because i i have i absolutely really do hate it when the puck's in play because first of all i can't see what's going on in front of me and i don't enjoy that especially when it's a end of the game like that um but so we compromised on that but I have evidence now. He was like, he's like, you're winning 6-1. Why are you still stressed? Why are you? I was like, first of all, there's a team winning 5-0 the other day. And the other team came back and tied it 5-5. Thankfully, I think it was Columbus. They won in the end. Columbus um, against, but, that, against Toronto. Yeah. I was like, but uh, teams can come back from this. This is the defending champs. I'm not going to be non-stressed until the end of the game. But anyway, he was like, it's 6-1. And so they started the wave. And he was like, you're not even going to do it now? And I was like, no, no. No, because every time we do no, play, no. the other team freaking scores. And he was like, you got, he was like, there's only this much time left. And I was like, listen to me and don't do the wave. 
If you know what's good for Vegas you, Vegas scored get... twice. I just want to say it. They scored twice. Like, it's just, you know what? Do the wave at the end of the game. Once that final buzzer goes, start doing it. I, that's fine. I just, I don't know what it is. It's, it's. Ban it's that thing to it's the depths of hell for PNC. That's all I'm asking. It's, it's no, just, I, like, I don't know if it takes if the players' concentration birthday, out fine. of it. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know why it affects us the way it is. It's the hockey. Vegas scored twice. I didn't it's like the it. Okay, guys. it should have been six one. Anyway, but, so but a very dominating Deb, win. Yeah, for Deb, for because it was Deb's kid's birthday. That's fine. It's, it's baby goalie's birthday. Got to give it to him. I understand. Uh, yeah, I understand. I just any I'm other time very <laughs> justified and why I don't like it, and I say the team score when it happens. So. It's the hockey guys. I have proof. Um, and then, of course, after last night, it was also another overtime loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to say we do have a six-game point streak going on. So despite these, it kind of gives familiar of last year's – Last December, actually. November, December, where we started having these overtime losses where you got away with a point. But uh, – That was, was – Bailey, did that go to like – well, I know it was like a – 16 17 i know it was some stupid long streak that we what the um the point streak that the team had in december last year i know i know it was a super long one too it's, so it's while, like, she, while she while she looks it up little recaps of the game the capitals that overtime was a joke that overtime was the over, such a joke the, yeah the main part of that game we gotta talk about is the overtime the caps literally wasted five minutes just resetting and recycling back 11 times it was, they yeah, started 11. they they literally are the example of the argument for them to if they're thinking about reformatting overtime that is the example they would use uh Brendan Moore pretty much said it all when he was like you know what overtime is normally pretty exciting most teams don't play it this way this that was a team playing for the shootout which is so dumb um, I get it. You have good shooters, but like, we love, we love to say the talent competition. Anyway, so they wasted that, and then we go to the shootout and whatever. Uh, Piotr's getting his legs, his sea legs, worthy of the shootouts. All right, and so then you go to we have the shootout last night, and Rod was right. The regular overtime was beyond exciting when we played. Oh the my gosh! Honestly, so stressful. You know why? It was also second stressful because we got a penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty on Svetch. We love Svetch. We always joke about he'll be in the box. He shouldn't have been in the box. Sydney Crosby and boyfriend also. So sorry. Well, Bailey can easily look this up. I'll talk more. Um, when we were playing the Caps, he was like, oh, my gosh, I get to see Ovechkin. Like, that's great. Aren't you excited to see, like, one of the great players? And I was like, honestly, I'm kind of tired of him. Like, I the, the novelty is worn off for me. I know what he does. I know how he plays. I'm just – all right, I'm done with it. <laughs> so then we play like I'm just like I wasn't excited. Like I, I get more of the hype of seeing like the younger kids like Bedard. Like like I want to see like the new talent, the new like what's gonna happen. So then of course we play the penguins and he goes, Okay, so do you feel the same about, about Crosby? And I was like, honestly, I've always been a little le- more indifferent to Crosby because I know there are a lot of people that like really hate him and call him the crybaby and all of this stuff. I never got to that point. <laughs> But I've also like I'm always like we're gonna get Crosby. Like he has these little bits of like his talent just seeps into the game. Like it's great. it's 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 Crosby. Like it's gonna everyone's gonna get Crosby, and he plays really well against the Canes. He, that's just that's just. But I am really annoyed that we got Crosby in the most negative of ways. That he gets the benefit of a doubt on a penalty that definitely should have been against him instead of Svetch. That was not that was not interference on Svetch. That was Crosby literally putting his hands on him and pushing him and pulling him down. Like, 
That's the, the, the penguins after, got after away multiple with like penalties. They didn't call for us. They seven, called seven that eight. bull crap. Like there was seven or eight calls that they missed in that in that or in that OT alone. What for the even before then? You got the icing. Two. What? How do? The, the clearly icing strips. Like what is that? How is that not an icing? Like it's very clearly an icing. Well, the thing was though, like the Hurricanes had two, the Hurricanes had two power plays to the Penguins five. All game. Like make that make sense of how the Hurricanes can commit so many like more penalties back to than back too. Yeah. So the the story of those two games are definitely the overtimes, the shootouts. I can't be mad about it. Listen, like you can practice shootouts. It's like in soccer when you practice penalty kicks. Like you want to, you want them to happen. You want them to be able to make them. All of that. They the just thing, don't occur a whole bunch. And like we thing, tried out different guys. Just I can't be mad at them about honestly, it. I wish we had finished uh, it in regular time. Piotr did a great job, honestly, because I think he gave up, like, what, one goal each or maybe three total in those two shootouts, two against Washington and one against Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. he's good in the power play or in the power, power play shootouts. I mean, um, he's good in the power play, too. <laughs> yes, but no, but he's really good. Uh, talking about Pittsburgh's overtime, that you he looked so gassed after that Pittsburgh he, overtime. He, you could see, he was like, he's just stayed in that position. It was you could tell he was just breathing heavily, like like he was just done, praying to all the Russian gods, saying thank you, thank you. He stopped crossing multiple times. Yeah, like Like, if it wasn't for yeah, like yeah, the 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 PK guys did a really amazing job on that, but that whole sequence. But if it wasn't for Piotr being the absolute Russian brick wall that he is, it's absolutely insane how our Russian net minder is playing out of his mind right now. He is. So, Bailey, did you have something on the point streak last year? You are muted. Hold on, I'm counting. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, if we're talking about wins. We went from uh, December 10th to January 1st. That is mm-hmm. 11 games last last year, 2022. Um, the It started with a win against, who was it? Uh the New York Islanders Mm -hmm. and it ended with a loss against the New York Rangers on January 3rd. But our last win was a shootout win over uh, New Jersey uh, on January 1st. If we're talking about points, Mm -hmm. points is a different story that spans all the way back to uh, November 26th. Yeah, okay, so 16 yeah. games where they had some uh shootout and overtime losses because that's when that's what me and you were talking because that was like right around that was like right after they lost to the Coyotes right before Thanksgiving, and then that just started in the whole entire like you said, What's 16. That? You yeah. have an insane memory. Oh my god, no, I'll, so t- I'll tell you the, the score game... too. I'll, it was it was a it was that four nothing uh shoot, uh, it was that shutout four nothing against the Coyotes, yeah. But, so it was, I remember being in a hockey store during that game as well. That's insane. Um, No, but it actually started November 25th with an overtime loss against the Boston Bruins. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Because they, they, they they got shut out, got the overtime against Boston. That started a 16 game point streak. Yep. And then it was an 11 game win streak yet to the end of December. Yeah. So So, little fun fact. (laughs) I, I, it's something about December where it's like, okay, here comes just point streaks for the hurricanes. Yeah. They're not winning games, but at least you're getting points out of it. But yeah, I remember, I remember we were talking about last year. It was like, how is this happening? Yeah. Lost to the Coyotes right before Thanksgiving. And then after that, they just went on a stupid run. So there you go. 
But yeah, it's the Nashville. We had to talk about the Nashville game for a little bit. That was I missed that whole game, and like I said, stuff came up. But just from what I read and what I saw from highlights and just catching up on social media, that game was. I don't remember everything because I was sitting in a waffle two, house they, after they had, they had two, ceremony. <laughs> they had two two goal leads and blew them both, and then lost in overtime to Phil. So Forsberg. that game, that game, yeah, I remember. Me and Jules were texting you guys about it. Um, it was again. This is why six to one, two or a two goal lead. I'm stressed until that final buzzer goes. Yep. Um, that game had very big spurts of positive gameplay from the Canes. Um, but Nashville very much pushed it right back. And they just took advantage of, took advantage of defensive lapses that as we were doing to them. Um, it was a combination of that. And honestly, because we're going to talk about the goalies, it was a combination of that and Ronta having not a very good game. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also had spurts of some really good saves, but he also had some. I mean, it was. I, I can see why they put him on the conditioning stint of sorts that he's on now because that was not a very good game for him. Like, I yeah. don't think I've seen him play like that in a long time. Yeah, like I see. We'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit for sure. Yeah, that was that game was just. That was a weird game. I like, guess you still got a point out of it because that's part of the six game point streak that the teams on. But yeah, that was just one of the. And the honestly. You're, you're coming home after playing the night before in Detroit. You had a really close game in that one. Like, you were just on the road for, like, 12 days. Like, for the fact that you even pushed it to overtime in a back-to-back like that, especially when you're going from Detroit back home and you're getting back after midnight, that's that's so rough, getting back home. So, I mean, it's one of those weird the games, one, but one the, guys, plus got to come, the one plus to come out of that Nashville game, Martin Natchez, unassisted goal. One of the only games we've kind of seen him in, like, and like doing his job and doing it well. All right, you know what? Pushing the puck. You know, uh, being gonna, you know what? I we didn't really have this in the rundown, but I feel like you know what? We're gonna have to talk about it because I'm bringing up the stats right now for the team. And sorry, this is something we're gonna have to we're gonna need to discuss. He is dead last on this team in a plus minus. He's a minus twelve. Yes, he does have 23 points in 33 games, but he is a minus 12. The drop passes are brutal. It's Stop something it. I it. didn't expect from him in a contract season for him. It's something I didn't expect from him after how he started to excel last season. He led I, the team in points with 71 last year, and right now, yeah, he's – Tied for second on the team, but it's the drop. It's the drop passes. It's the not being able to win the board battles. Like I, I, if he goes to the board to try to stop a puck or to battle it, I don't, I don't trust him to keep it there. Like I, defensive lapses are Defensive lapses, defensive lapses aren't good. Like I said, I, I know Josh will probably hear this, and he's the biggest Nietzsche's fan. I still like Nietzsche's, but it's, but for right, right now, it's gotten to the point where it's like, dude. Something you cannot be you cannot be tied for second on the team in points, but you are still a minus. Seth Jarvis is tied with him in points at twenty three, but he's a minus one. Minus one. Martin Nietzsche is a minus twelve. He is dead last on this team, and the bad part is he is the worst forward. Jordan Stahl is a minus ten, and then Michael Bunting is a minus eight, and then just Barry Kokinam is a minus seven, and then Martin X a minus four. 
But for the you you are you're considered one of the guys that you're looking towards to do something, and you are a minus twelve, and tied for second in points. I'm sorry, you you can't be you can't be that bad on like I know plus minus is, is like not a end all be all stat, and we always talk about context. We use that as a context stat on this podcast for defensemen because well, you know, time, time on ice and stuff. Like that. But it does a four though. Come on, man. You can't be a minus twelve. It's just frustrating because again, we know what he can do. We saw what he could do last season, and it's just it's just the little it's the little things like um, I think it was Nashville. I'm ninety five percent. It was Nashville for the tying goal, if I remember correctly. Uh, He couldn't win a board battle, and he messed and he missed a pass, like a drop pass or something, and it went to them getting the breakaway down to a a goal. And it's just, it's those little gaps. And that, again, you look and you're like, okay, he's got this many points or whatever. And that's great. But I haven't seen, like, a lot of those are assists. I haven't seen a lot of, like, the nature's, besides some of the overtime winners at the beginning, I haven't been, like, really amazed 14, with his 14 offensive assists. presence. 14 assists, 9 goals. And here's the crazy part, too. If you look at it in terms of the plus Honestly, Nason is, Nason's earning that, should be earning that keep a lot more than Nason's Ten. at the moment. Nason is a Nason is a plus ten with nineteen points, nine goals, ten assists. Sebastian Ajo, Sebastian Ajo is literally a point per game guy right now. Thirty points in thirty games, he's a plus three. Um, Nason's a plus ten. Jury's a plus four. Um, Foss is a, and Foss is even. Svechikov is even. Like you even got like Slavin's a plus nine. Burns is a plus ten. Shea's a plus four. So yeah, so the guy, yeah, so basically you've got Steph Nason leading the team as a plus minus of a plus ten. And then Jared Dury's a plus four. There's no excuse. Like I said, I, I like Martin Nietzsche's, but the drop passes need to stop. The defensive lapses need to stop. He needs to do board well, battles. It comes stop. back around to simple hockey. When, he's he's doing too much. Two, two seasons ago, what did we say two seasons ago? He's doing too much. Razzle dazzle. Even if he wants to do his razzle dazzle, like last last night against the Penguins, he literally he did his his ultimate move that he does when he skates, and then he turns around and he skates like literally turns a, a spin around the player and beats them. He did that, and he did that, and I said, "Oh my god, he could go straight to goal." And then instead, he did a drop. He had beat the last defender for the Penguins and could have gone straight he's, to goal, and instead he's he passing too much. It. He dropped the pass, and we lost the puck. And I was like, you could have either taken a shot on goal with that, or you gave it away. And the giveaway hurts so much more. It goes to Rod saying, our top guys need to perform. Our top guys need to step up. He, he, I have he, seen he, that he needs to from most of the top guys. I haven't seen it from Nate just yet, and it's, that is – Frustrating. Well, and like and like you said, I've seen a lot of people saying it. He needs to stop passing. He needs to shoot on goal because he's he's here. His so his shooting percentage right now is a ten point eight percent. Steph Nason twenty point five, and I am telling you right now that is literally the best. Well, okay, yeah, it's literally the best. They say Brendan Lemieux's got twenty five, but I'm kind of discounting Brendan Lemieux because he's how many games has he played compared eleven? To- <laughs> so I'm, yeah. Eleven, so I'm not counting him as the top guy. I'm counting Steph Nason as the legit number one. Steph Nason's twenty point five. Tampa Terrabine seventeen point seven. Jarvis fifteen point seven. Bunting is fourteen. Sebastian Ajo twelve point eight. Cockney twelve point two. And then you get Nietzsche ten point eight. Jack Drury ten point five. 
Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Talking about shot totals, Ajo, 94. Nietzsche, 83. Slavin, 76. Cockneyemi, 74. Burns, 73. Seth Jarvis, 70. And then for extra nice flavor, Shea, 69. Martinuk, 69. But that, like I said, it's just, I like Nietzsche's, but come on, man. You simplify your game, dude. Like, like you're you're almost reverting back to the guy two years ago where people were worried that okay, what's he gonna do? Last year he kind of he simplified his game. He shot more. He scored. This year he's just, he's passing too much. He's I don't know what's going on, but he needs to figure something out because you cannot be this low on the minus total and still be putting up points, but you're still getting scored on way too much. Mm-hmm. And th- that Crosby goal last night. Oh, why are you puck? What why are you? You don't leave Sidney Crosby wide open. I'm sorry. There's zero excuse to leave him wide open to deflect that. Nothing Peter could do with that. Nothing Peter could do with that save. Like, what are you going to do with that? Sidney Crosby deflected a puck in. That's what he's good at. He has, should have been no reason he should have been wide open in the slot right in front of your net. Especially, you, you see such a dominating win against Vegas the game before. Yeah, you smoked. It, it should have been six Smoke one. the Stanley Cup defending champs. It should have been six one, but whatever. That's still six three. A game that everyone expected you to lose, and mm-hmm. to lose probably the opposite way. <laughs> but it comes down to, and and Zach, you said it when we were talking about it that night too. It comes down to playing up to or down to your mm. opponent. Yeah. Um, I really think this was a matchup that the Canes went into, and they were like, "These are the defending champs. We know what we're capable of. Let's show them what we can do." Because everybody's been downing on us lately. Yeah, and they after were playing a game like that. After playing a game like that, as a fan, and sitting here and analyzing what I'm seeing, there is no excuse to not play like that every single game moving forward. Because you know what you guys can do. You know the chemistry you have. You know what you're capable of. Well, what, um, what are we talking about? You're pulling skills. in one direction. If you're pulling in one direction, this is what you get. Right. So, um, what? Like, I, I, I see that game. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be great moving forward. Like, there, there's still opportunities for us to pull pull our game together. We've still, we, we've got a heck of a stretch ahead of us. It's going to be great. And then you see what happens against Pittsburgh. And you're like, well, well, what happened? Like, I, I didn't watch the game, unfortunately. So I can't say too, too much because my, my grandma just got into town. So that was a little more important. But like see, seeing the stats and watching like a few highlights, you're just like that first period was huh? so that first period was so roughing totally different story. I well, no, it was boring. No, no, I'm just I'm saying, Kat, you didn't agree with me on this. That first period was probably the most boringest period of hockey. It flew by so it was, fast, but it was so interesting. Like it was nine shots total. Either nine team, shots total. team could pull away, and to be really was really interesting is neither team could break the other team's blue line. Like we both start, like it was like you hit, you got two Which, objects. That's not exactly something to be mad at. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not mad at, but it's just kind of like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm not saying Alex Delkovich is bad. He's a very good goalie, but at the same time, it's like the Penguins have been put on a lot of bad games. Like they literally just got smoked by by the Toronto Maple Leafs not that long ago, seven to nothing. Who just actually yes. who all who also just got smoked by the Buffalo Sabers? And, and I'm you know, not. It's it's, yeah. it, it's going around. It's going around like the flu. 
teams are getting smoked left and right by different teams. It's it's just what happens in high school. Well, literally, but basically. I, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't upset about the game. Like I, of yeah, course, no. you want them to come out and play every game like they played against the Knights. You want that. Everyone wants that. It was amazing. Give credit to Pittsburgh. They by play, what we're they talking play about, defensively good. Yeah. But by what we're talking about, though, aka the pins and the like, not every team is going to come out and play their best game all the time. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So the thing about last game, about last night's game against the pins, do I wish we had gotten a little bit more? Yes. I I do commend that both teams were neck and neck, like just fighting, trying to crack each other's blue lines, and they each got their good chances. And I, I'm not blaming officiating, though it had its issues, definitely. I do think the game that was already hard for either team to break through was hindered a little bit by the nonstop penalties. And I will say, well, a little one-sided. I will say that, like Rod even said in this thing, he was like, it's hard for you to keep get going when you're just stuck on the PK nonstop. Right. And I'm not saying not all those penalties were deserved. I, I'm not saying that because obviously I wasn't like, oh, it's it was a lot of ticket tax. It's the difference of how many to what and at what times. Well, it was, yeah, so five, it was I, five to two. Like, do I think Nason? I do think Nason tripped the guy. I do think, but it's like, I also think other things were happening with other um, the penguins. Anyway, so last night's game was a little bit different. I think the game momentum was a little bit harder for them to get into it. Um, but again, I mean, you you want you want more. Again, I think last night's game. If again, if you weren't coming off of other overtime losses, and you hadn't just come off a really big win, it probably would have been like, all right, it's another game. We're gonna buy. We're gonna keep going. But because of those, it just hurts mm-hmm. a little bit more. I think I think yeah. those type of games where on a normal schedule you're like, that's fine. We did our like we did what we could move on. We got a point. It's great. I think this season now because of the way things have trended, whether positive or bad, fans are going to nitpick more. I think that's what we're at right now. Yeah, because because yeah, because if you still look at the standings where they're at right now, the Hurricanes are technically technically in fifth, but they are tied with Washington in terms of points. They're both at thirty eight, but the Hurricanes have played three more games in Washington. But they the Hurricanes currently sit. In the second wild card spot in the East, uh, they are one point ahead of Tampa Bay, but Carolina has that game in hand. And then they're four up on the Devils, but the Devils have played two less games than the Hurricanes. But uh, the Islanders are at 39, and the Flyers are at 39. And on the both those teams do have games ahead on the Hurricanes, but you're still within a point. You're still within a point of second place in the Metro. So, I mean, it's not like the Canes are fully out. You're not looking at the Sabres who are at 31 or the Jackets at 28 or – sorry, Chris, uh, the guys from Talking Some Sense. The Senators are at 22 points at 11 and 17 with no overtime losses yet. I don't know how that's possible, but here we are. But the Hurricanes, the Hurricanes are still in second and have a second wild card spot, still in the playoff picture, 17, 12, and 4. And they're actually a plus two in goal differential. It's not like the Canes are like in a worse spot. It's been it's it's in terms of where people expect them to be. Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing, but they have turned it on as of late. They have kind of figured it out since playing Ottawa. It's like Kat said. It's just one of those things where you see we did against Vegas. 
you had two games that went to a shootout that really should have not been to a shootout, but it is what it is. It's it's weird. And like you said, Kat, it's it's a lot more nitpicking because odds on favorite. I will say where we're at. And this but. is his second it's the second game back as well. In Vegas, Svetch was very a very noticeable present. Svetch was all over the game in Vegas. Did I notice Svetch as much against the pins? No, I didn't. Which might be a contributing factor. That also might be why, looking at the lines today at practice, he got moved up to the line with KK and Aegis. We'll see. Yeah. But, I mean, I think he, he definitely contributed a lot in the game back, and I want to see what more he can do. And knock on wood, he stays healthy for a while. <laughs> yes, we can definitely not have him out again, that's for sure. But, yeah, the games have been very interesting. Like I said, Six game point streak, still in the wild card spot. You're you're within one point of second of the division. That's all you can really ask for at this point, right before Christmas. And we got one more game right before Christmas. They do play tomorrow against the Islanders at home. Please, please for the love of gosh, just beat the Islanders at home. That's all I'm asking because we don't want to repeat the last game. But there's one guy we really have to. We there's one guy we really have to talk about. Yeah, we gotta we gotta cover our our, our baby goalie before we go to our ads. <laughs> yes. Well, we're 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 gonna talk about our baby goalie, but we're gonna talk about goalies as a whole as well because yeah. this is this has been a big topic as of late. So if y'all um, missed the the news on Twitter over the past what was it past week, uh, Ronta was put on waivers and cleared. Saturday, yeah, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronta was put on waivers and cleared. Um, for for anyone who's confused on that, just because a player's put on waivers doesn't mean they necessarily get sent down. It means that the team has 30 days to send them down. Sometimes it can become a cap manipulation type situation. That was paper moves. Here. Paper um, moves. Yeah. This was, and we all predicted um, just something to kind of help get in his confidence back. So he did end up getting sent down. Um, we did call Yanov Pretz from the Norfolk Admirals to come and uh, play with Piotr, become our or the second part of our tandem. Um, but uh, Auntie Ranta is up in Chicago currently building his confidence, getting his game back. Um, he's played pretty well so far from what we've seen, and he looks to be in pretty high spirits from some pictures that we've seen post-game and things like that. So we hope to see him kind of back soon. Um, but it is just a matter of time for that. Uh, so Piotr um, and uh, Yanev Pretz are who we are rolling with right now in Carolina. Freddie Anderson. We got some Freddie Anderson news. Um, Zach, I don't know if you want to lead into that a little bit because you know a little bit more about this than I do. Um, but it looks like we may see Freddie before the end of the season. Yeah, so according to Adam Gold, which if you follow him and you, and you like him, that's that's you. Your prerogative. Yes, I have other thoughts about that, just how he talks about the game, but it is what it is. Uh, I guess apparently I he was told – apparently he was told by Don Waddell that uh, Freddie has been cleared to skate, and they're looking at him possibly coming back within a month. So we're talking mid to late January at best if we get him back. My whole thing is how is long – is he going to be a right-out backup, or is he going to be back with the team and still practicing, and they're going to figure out how to ease him back in because blood clotting is a huge issue to deal with, and he's been out since October. Like, he played six games, and he's been out since then. So he's missed at least, what, two months 
possibly going on three when he get into January, and he has not played a game in a while. I don't think you're just going to throw him back out there and be like, all right, go play goal. So that will be very interesting. It's a it's a lot quicker than a lot of us thought because a lot of us were thinking he wasn't going to be back at all because there was no timetable. No one was saying anything. They're saying it could be a month. Now it's where, okay, could the Hurricanes possibly wait it out and just roll with who they got now? Or, or if Ronta figures his game out, do they bring it back up? Who really knows? And that, Which leads into the fact that the Hurricanes signed – Aaron Dell to a PTO deal. Yep. We don't know how much that's going to be. If it even is signed, that's probably just a short-term option. I don't know what's because we're we're basically down to we have we still have three goalies, but now we have our essentially number our actual number four goalie is now our backup because Ronta's in Chicago on a conditioning to figure his game out. Anderson's still out. So we're basically down to our ECHL goalie, who should be in the AHL, but that's a whole different story. So- it's just so they were talking about Piotr last night, like going into the game, obviously, because everyone's all talking about Piotr because he's playing so well. Mm-hmm. And like earlier in the season, I wasn't this was the play we expected. We weren't getting right away because it was like kind of on and off for him. So it the, the whole team was on expected. and off, honestly. Yeah. But, <laughs> but boyfriend was like, So is this your third string goalie starting right now? Like, is he now the starter? And I was like, he's not technically third string but i guess yes i was i explained we had our our two veterans we wanted to keep them down there like one more year because we wanted to get through these contracts figure it all out all of this stuff and i was like but yes now he now technically our third is now our first and he's playing for phenomenal and he goes okay and he like put it in terms of baseball and i was like yes that that's right and i was like it's weird to call piotr a third string goalie though but i was like honestly he was our goalie of the future and the future is now the future is now. It's I mean, not as bright at the moment, but it it could be. <laughs> well, I, actually, I would I would actually counter that saying it is. It's um, it's, it's no, no. His future is bright. The future for him is bright. The, the team is not as bright as it could be. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely for sure. I mean, because you look because you look at it. Um, so the NHL. This was from three days ago. What it was talking. So they're talking about the week of December 11th through the 17th. So basically last week, Pierre Kachukov had a goals against average of a 0.97, which is basically tied with Seattle, Seattle Kraken's Joey DeCord, who also had a 0.97. And then Thatcher Demko at a 1.33 and uh, Samuel Harrison of Philadelphia at a 1.95. But Pierre Kachukov last week alone had a goals against of 0.97. I mean, what more can you say about how good he's been playing? And we'll and here's something else we'll talk about. And this was after the game against Washington on Saturday. I tweeted this out. So basically, after the Washington game, he had 76 of 79 shots saved in his last three games. And now, if you're adding in the last couple of games as well, it's like I think you. I think even after Vegas was like 106 of something, but. So his save percentage against Ottawa, 0.969. Detroit, 9 point, uh, 0.962. Washington, 0.952. And then um, I think I think it's Vegas, it was a 0.909 because he did give up three goals, but technically should have been one. And then last night against the Penguins, a 0.960. And then going to Kane Statburn, who is absolutely amazing, as always, as Kat mentioned earlier. 
In his last five games, Pierre Kachekov is 3-0-2 with a save percentage of .949 over his last five starts. He's He's been .900 or better in a save percentage over his last five games, and he's given up one goal. One goal in, like, what, three of his last five, four of his last five games. The only game he didn't give up more, he gave up more than one goal is against Vegas, which we've said multiple times. Should have been one, but it is what it is. But that's where we're at right now with how Pierre Kachakov is playing. There we go. <laughs> Not much more to say on that. That's it's no something you really enjoy seeing. Uh and and this is something coaches talk about a lot too when it comes up to or when it comes to players stepping in. It's a it's a next man up man t- mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think that's what Piotr's running with right now. He knows that he's the guy. He knows that he's the one that everybody's going to be relying on in net. He knows that Yana Pret stepping in while that's awesome, and we we're, we're really excited that there there's a little bit of uncertainty there, mm-hmm. um, and there's a little bit of skepticism on performance because he hasn't made his NHL debut yet. Um, so he, it, it, I really just think it's as simple as that. It's a next man up mentality. I hope it keeps up. I hope he, he stays on this hot streak. Um, well, here, here, let me ask you this. Do you want, do you want Peter to start against the Islanders or do you want to give him a day off? Cause he's, he's it, it really, he for looked me, very gas against Pittsburgh. Like he's got he to be tired. Um, it comes down to how much confidence you have that Yanov can perform against a team that's performing top tier right now. You also got Aaron Dell on a PTO if you really want to go down that route. That's... But he, it, it's literally just a PTO. And oh, I know that's can... that's the problem. Like, do you sign right. him or it's yeah, you're, and... you're in a very tough spot. Like, do you go with he's a PTO? Got... Do you sign him and do you sign him or do you go with Peretz? He's or got a history in the NHL, but is it NHL caliber like you want it to be? Honestly, you know what? I mean, I know we really want the win against the Islanders. For the way the Islanders play, I mean, I wouldn't be upset giving Caretz a shot. Mm-mm. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't either. It's just, I don't know. The Islanders are third in the – they're technically – they're tied for second in the match right now. They are a point ahead of us. With all their overtime losses. Yeah, it's the Islanders, man. Like, just, do you, do you want do you want to like, throw not, against the Islanders though? I mean, the Islanders aren't. Yeah, necessarily... but that's not. But that of all the teams to play, in my opinion, that's not an offensive powerhouse. It's that that's a team. Yeah, we know how they play, they, though. We know we know how the they way, play, though. <laughs> you know how they play, but they're not an offensive powerhouse. So I'm not no, thinking no. like that's not sending him up against Crosby. That's not sending him up against McKinnon. I mean, if uh, if there's a team to wet your whistle against i would say the islanders and you know you can see how he plays and i don't know i i don't would you would you want i don't know i, I i'm all if if they do go with Perez, i'll be all for it i like him i have no problem or with you him. let or you try piotr one more game and then he's got the break well, yeah we a do have the break bit. coming up technically the hurricanes are right now in a trade freeze which doesn't lift until the 27th i believe um for the holy because it's not because it's 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 been things from the 20th to 27th or 21 to 27 one of the two yeah because to trade someone over christmas is just rude well that's why they have in the cba you can't get trade during during the trade freeze in december so 
it, it makes it a very interesting situation because, like I said, yeah, you could go with Perez. Okay, that's fine. Like you said, Cat, that's one that's one team that you can kind of throw him out there and see how he does. Or do you go with Piotr for a fourth straight game? Yeah, it's every other day. You know, that's gonna be something to, to think about too. And it's, I don't know, I don't, I doubt they're gonna go with Aaron Dell because he's still on the PTO. And last time we had a guy on the PTO, he sat around for two weeks and then just went home. Which I, you can't blame. You know, you can't blame him for doing that. Um, it's uh, you're gonna have a lack, but I don't know. It's yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see what the, what the Hurricanes go from there. But I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a very weird situation to be in. Like I said, I hope uh, Ronta figures it out in Chicago. Hopefully, he gets his game back. We'll see what Anderson does. That's gonna be a very interesting thing. How they're gonna ease him back in and. Because because apparently there's the, uh, the Hurricanes have been calling around for other teams' goalies too. They've been linked to Jake Allen, Velmelka. Oh, I um, want Velmelka so bad. Velmel, <laughs> unfortunately, Velmelka has been on a very he's been on a hot streak the last week. I think he's three zero and zero, and his his goals against average are under one as well. Coyotes ain't giving him up. So I don't think Carolina's going to get him. The Coyotes are playing too well this year, and the fact that their tandem of Ingram and Valmalka has been too good, Arizona ain't going to give him up. I I said this. If it works out, I wouldn't be mad at getting Elvis versus Leakins. And his con- his contract and Piotr's will both end after the 26-27 season. But I I, I don't think the Canes are going to make a move. I think they're going to they're going to wait it out until until Ronta or, or Freddie's back ready to go, and they're just going to run with one of them. Yep. Along with Piotr. Or they might go with a three headed monster and figure that out again. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that's going to do pretty much our hockey portion of the show before we go do our Christmas special uh, part of the this episode. Uh, we got to talk about our amazing sponsors. And I think because of the fact that it's the holiday season, we got to throw back to the OGs, which is Primax Hockey. And Bailey, just let the people know about how amazing these guys are at Primax Hockey. Guys, if you don't have your Christmas list finished by now, I don't know what you're doing. But if you're it's looking too late, for, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> uh, but if you're looking for some, hey, I, I I suck at getting presents. I'm going to give you something late for Christmas type presents for your favorite hockey fan. This site might be the site for you. Uh, they are still, I believe, running their 50% uh, Bogo um, lace deal. If mm-hmm. you're looking for that. Uh, They do have free shipping within the USA with no minimum on your purchase. Uh, But if you're looking for anything, tape, sticks or stick grips, uh, pucks and balls, actual skates, uh, things along that line, anything hockey gear related, this is going to be the site for you. PrimoXHockey.com. Go put some stuff in your cart for that favorite, favorite hockey fan in your life and for a little cherry on top uh, for your benefit, if you guys are looking to ball on a budget for your Christmas gifts, use code SEARCHCAST at checkout, 20% off of your order. Again, it, great late or late hockey Christmas presents. Uh, great group of guys over there. And, and if you guys are looking for uh, some merch as well, Zach just pointed very subtly over to his flag. Um, maybe you're not looking for hockey gear, but you still want to, you know, rep some local Raleigh-based hockey stores. Go get yourself a hoodie. Go get yourself a t-shirt. Go get yourself a flag because that tapestry looks awesome. Go get yourself a koozie to keep those beers nice and cool during tailgating season. 
Um, if the weather's not going to do it for you, because you know how bipolar North Carolina weather can be. Um, but again, all of that is uh, you you can use the Surgecast code in checkout for that. If you guys are not online shoppers, I get it. It's it, it, it's whatever. Go check out their store uh, on site at 1401 Diggs Drive in Raleigh. Uh, they are closed on Sunday, but they're open every other day of the week. And if you guys have skates and you're looking to get them sharpened, $5 skate sharpenings. You can't beat that. So be sure to go check them out. Again, it's primoxhockey.com. You guys are looking to purchase off the website. Go use Surgecast 20% off your order. If you don't go online and you go in-store, so tell them the Surgecast sent you. Maybe they'll get you something special there as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I honestly, I really like their um the scented wax that they have, and the fact that they have like Ooh. like waffles. You know, I I've been one of them is maple. Wax, one of them is maple. And I'm I'm yeah. looking to get they they I, are going to be where I get my wax from. Honestly, I think they have one of them that glows in the dark too. So that's not another bad Ooh. option as well. Hold um, on, I'm about to go verify this because that's dope as heck. Um, they also do have a skate oven if you want to get your uh, skates um, warmed up or taken care of in that process too. They do have one of those on their site. So they have a, they have a lot of amazing things going on. They, I think they picked up like seven new vendors because of pure hockey going out of business or not. They have a yeah. cotton candy glow in the dark wax. There you That's go. Dope. Scent, scented and, and glow in the dark. They have a yeah. limited guys. If you're looking for some limited time little scents as well, they have gingerbread and candy cane. Yeah, honestly, the fact of what Tuck and those guys it's are doing fair. over there is, is amazing. Yeah, no, Primo is absolutely the best. They've they've been with us forever. Definitely a great group to be with. Um, but another sponsor we definitely have to talk about is DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with the DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you're looking for certain, you know, odds to look for, we are recording. When you're hearing this, it is going to be Friday night. Or if you're waiting to, to listen to it on Saturday, I do have odds for you for Saturday's game for the Carolina Hurricanes against the New York Islanders. Um, if you want to look towards the money line, the Hurricanes are a minus 166 to the Islanders plus 140. Puck line is set at minus one and a half for the Hurricanes at plus 150. Islanders at plus one and a half is a minus 180. And then the under for the Hurricanes is an under six, minus 105. And then the Islanders at over six is a minus 115. So there are some odds if you're looking at to do that in terms of the Hurricanes and Islanders game uh, on Saturday, depending on when you listen to this podcast. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. Now, after all of that, the ads are done. The hockey portion of the stuff is done. Now it's time to turn it over to Ms. Bailey Curtis for our Christmas special part of the episode. And I'm so excited. Let me just move this around just a little bit so I can pull this up for you guys. I have prepared a PowerPoint. So hopefully I get this up in time for Christmas on YouTube. I I won't say hopefully I will get up this up on YouTube in time for Christmas, just so you guys can see some of the action. Um, If you're on the audio version and we decide to include this, I hope you can follow along. Uh, Feel free to flame us however you want for (laughs) 
uh, not whatever it might be, and you can't see it on the audio version. Whatever, I, I can't speak. I'm just gonna get into it. So if you're on the, if you're on the audio where... version, real quick, oh, you know, if you're on the audio version, real quick, if you start hearing bells, cat just put on a little headband with bells on it. <laughs> so you have to go to the YouTube version to check it out. Please, if you hear some extra jingle jangling going on, that's that's what it is. <laughs> dad, dad has the the UNC Christmas hat, so I can't wear that unfortunately. But I've got a little beanie, so I hope that counts. Wait, yeah, you I wish you were here. I have more, Bailey. Wait, wait, you and who? Uh, we don't. We don't talk about. We don't talk about the light blue and white team on this podcast. I'm sorry. So, wait. <laughs> anyway, before I, my my college team starts getting trashed, I have three Sucks. wonderful. <laughs> wait, I have, wait a minute. Who won the governor's cup this, this yeah, year? Right? Yeah. Whose team are you on? I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. Before, I was at that game. Who won, Zach? Before the fight happens, guys, I have three different activities planned for you guys today, uh, all of which I think are really, really fun. One of them is more in-depth than the others. Uh, You guys are going to get your chance to shine uh, on this one uh, specifically. Uh, We'll go ahead and get into the first one. I I was a little quiet towards the end there because I was making some changes to the PowerPoint. But first off, we have a Christmas tree tier list. So the way that this is set up. I have everybody who is currently on active roster. So that includes all four lines, all three defensive pairs, the two scratches, and the goalie tandem in uh, Yana Pretz and Pyotr Kochetkov. The Christmas tree tier list. Each one of us has our own Christmas tree, so we will be able to decorate this as we so choose. Um, it goes as so. So the bottom of the tree, the foundation, the, the, you know, how a tree is a little triangle and it gets fatter on the bottom. These guys are the foundation. These are the guys that are literally almost beside if the stump's not there, these guys are holding the tree up. These guys are integral parts of the team. You could not have this team without them. Next up. These are the, I have roll guys, the fluff guys, the, Yeah, maybe they're not as important as the foundation. Maybe they're not the star guys, but you know they have a role on the team. So this is where they're going to go. Second tier up, you have what I'm calling the star runner-ups that are still really good guys that you expect a lot of production from, that you expect to do their jobs, but you wouldn't quite consider them the star of the team. And then, of course, you have the topper themselves, the star on top. I also, when I was explaining this to you guys before, did not have this aspect and thought this was a really cool aspect to add as well. I added a wish list. And these are guys that maybe you want more from. That are guys you still you still look yeah. at well. I like that. Um, I like, I like that they're, they're guys that maybe aren't performing as high as the standards that we have set for them. So I added, of course, you you want to put everybody that's not on the tree on the list. You have three max that you can put on the list. You don't have to hit that max though. If you want to just put one guy, you can put one guy. But if you want to go to the three max on the wish list, go to the three max on the wish list. Any questions? No, it sounds pretty well, self-explanatory. I like this. It, this yeah. is going to be fun. So, first up, Zach. Ooh, okay. How do you want to start decorating your tree? I think we're going to see the wish list kind of towards the middle. So, okay. I kind of want also want to do the tier 4 and tier 3 first, then hit the okay. wish list and then go star star runner-ups in the star. So, foundation guys. So you've got four foundation guys you can add here. Four foundation guys. Well, this is I think this one's going to be pretty simple and self-explanatory, but Jacob Slavin, number one foundation guy. I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's Jacob Slavin, my favorite player currently. The second C stands for clutch. I mean, come on. (laughs) It it just makes sense. Come on. Uh, The other guys, foundation-wise, Jordan Stahl. 
yes, everyone wants to say he shouldn't have the C and all this other stuff. He does. He does more. He does more than what what shows up on the score sheet. He does more than what people think. So it's got to be Jordan Stahl, plain and simple. All right, another foundation guy. Now this is where it's going to get a little bit more difficult because the three and four could be in the next tier up from like the I have a role guys, but also could be foundation pieces. Um, depending on who you ask, I will have to say Jesper Faust has to be part of this foundation piece okay. too. It, I know it, a lot of people are going to be like, why him? It, the way him and Jordan Stahl have been playing together for the last three years, it makes sense to have them kind of together on this tier list of the Christmas tree where it's foundation. Cause without those two guys, I don't know how good that third line would be because that left wing is, you know, now it's Jordan Marnick. It used to be Nino Niederreiter and all just insert name here. Um, but I think those two guys, the two thirds of that third line, third line in quotes, it, it's those guys. Fair. Now this next one is going to be very, very tough. Um, but I will have to go with this guy just because how points wise, it hasn't been, like it's been a little off and on the last couple seasons. This year he has turned it on. And I think he, a lot of people forget how good defensively this guy is more than just his scoring. And now I think you're seeing the full complete effect. Tevo Teravainen is another guy I'm putting on my foundation list. Okay. I, mean, I don't think anyone forgets how good defensively is. He's you'd be very surprised. You, He's technically our seventh defender. He is, but you be, Bailey, I think you might, you might agree with me on this. We've seen a lot of takes where people have, Kind of said if they've forgot that, yeah. People don't know who Tavo Teravinen is, and that scares me. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think so. I think I think that's a good solid four for me. Is you gotta go Slavin, yeah, Stahl, Foss, and Tavo. Yeah. Now, now the I'm a roll guys. This one I'm very more excited to do. So, <laughs> Steph Nason has to be on this list. I mean, okay. Come on, let, let's be honest. Steph Nason is that power play specialist. Net front presence. He he's the most consistent guy on the team, but he's the I will do everything in my power to help this team out. And I think he's one of those guys. Like that that's who you th- if you think of role guys, Steph Nason's that guy. Fair. I'm, another guy I would say is I have a role here, and I think just Barry Kokaniemi has done a fantastic job last season and this season to it's right above you, right above you. And no, I know. Are you adding? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, like, I, I wasn't. I was like, is he adding him? Is he? Yes. Yes. I'm I, 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 I was like, okay, maybe he's not adding it. Okay. Here. Yeah. No, I'm adding him because he's giving you a lot of a, a lot of explanation. I got you. <laughs> no, he he his role has gotten so much better. Like he, his 200 foot games gotten better. His overall game has just gotten better. And I think like I want to put him in like that runner up spot in that foundation. But I think he's. Give him a couple, give him another year or two. I think he'll be in one of those two tiers outside of this third one. But his role is so much bigger than what people think it is. So I, I gotta put Jess Barry there. And another one. Oh, see, this one's tough because it's like, who else do I put here? I would actually put Jalen Chatfield as another guy I want to put in this spot. Okay. Cause like he his role is he's the speedster on the defense. He knows what he needs to do. He he puts the body. He's he he doesn't score a lot, but his defense is playing so well, and Rod uses him in a lot of situations. So, yeah. so I think Chaffield and Cockney are one of those two guys that give him another year or two. They could move up or down on the tier on that fourth or second spot. But yeah. I think right now, I think that's I think they're really good role guys. 
who play more than beyond their roles, if that if that makes sense. No, completely fair. Where are you now, next? All right, so we're gonna go wish wish list. So we're gonna go. So this is where you. So this is where you, you kind of expect more from certain guys that you kind of wish would get better. First guy, Martin Nietzsche. Come on, dude. We talked about this earlier in the episode. He's got to. He's doing too much. I think he needs to go back to simplifying his game. Go back to how he played last year. I think he would be a lot better than what he needs. Like, yes, he's second in points. Well, that plus minus is brutal, and I think he just needs to kind of figure his game out. Um, another guy I'm kind of, like this isn't saying he's not doing necessarily a bad job, but it's not something where we thought he would be at right now. And I think Michael Bunting, I he's he's a really close like he would be on this Christmas tree, but I think right now this season for him is not going what we necessarily expected. But I mean, it, we got three. We got two more years of this guy after, after this season. I think he will get onto the Christmas tree once. When, if we do this again next year, which I kind of hope we do, Bailey, because this is fantastic, I could see him being on the Christmas tree next year. Uh, if we're going for a third guy to put on this list, I would say um, I would say I hate to do this, Brett Pesci. I would have to put on the wish list. He's not having necessarily a bad season, but it's kind of like he's – and I think because of the fact there's a contract here. I, him and Brady could both be on this wish list for me because they're having they're playing good hockey, but I still think there's more to be desired for me than one of those guys. So I hate to put Brett here, but I think he's – it's not necessarily a bad thing to put on this, on this wish list, but I don't know. I think that's where he is for me right now. So now we're going to the star runner-ups. Yep, so these are the runner-ups. These are the guys who don't quite make that one star, but you can make an argument for them. Okay. This might get controversial because there, because there's <laughs> there's three, there's like three go, guys. Oh, Zach, can... I want to be able to go. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Pierre, that's dead air. Let's go. <laughs> Peter can check off. Okay. I'm putting Peter okay. there. I like I'm I love that it. Your I, I'm, take? No. No, it's the guy who's not going to be on this these one of these two lists, these top two tiers. He might not be there. Oh, um, it, this this tree is just, it, it's it, it's not hard. It's not easy to make this tree list. Okay, I'm sorry. It is just what it is. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> I know. Piotr's here. He's playing phenomenal. I think he's the goal of the future. I've liked his I've liked his game for the last few years. He had a slow start this year, but the whole team had a slow start. But he's we all know he's been playing lights out. He's our Russian netminder. He's just great. The other guy I'm putting here, and you'll kind of see where I'm going with this. Seth Jarvis, slide him Ooh, in. Okay. Seth Jarvis, slide him in. He's he, between two now. The besties. Yes, you, you got to put him here. He's playing great hockey. I love what he's doing. He's he's on the best start of his career right now, and the fact that we got so many more years with him coming up. Get, he's going to get a letter at some point. I honestly think he's going to be in. A, he's going to be an alternate captain at some point. You know, I'm just looking at this list, and I imagine like this being like the actual players, and I imagine Seth looking down at KK, just going, "Ha!" <laughs> Essentially, yeah, pretty much. And uh, now this, and KK now, looking down at Turbo and giving him crap too. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, so now, if 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 people aren't paying attention, we're out. The shining list. star. Uh, so we have Svechnikov and Sebastian Ajo still not on this Christmas tree or the wish list. So this, a lot of people are going to be like, okay, who's he going to go with for the star? I have mentioned this a lot. 
yeah, he is a superstar, and people need kind of need to start respecting that. Sebastian Aho. <laughs> I like you just knew it's like this I knew. <laughs> and, and people are gonna be like, why not Andre? Sebastian Aho, he's playing, he's a point per game guy, even though he's played less games than everyone else. It's just we got him on a really long contract. They, they both are, but for me, it's Sebastian. He is he is the face of the team. I love Svetch, but if you're looking towards a guy to lead this team, it's Sebastian Aho. On and, on and off the ice. You see in his press conferences, you see his play on the ice. Nothing can, more to Exactly. So, so. That, that's my Christmas tree. I know it's going to be a, a controversial that Svetch isn't on it, but Bailey made yeah. this very interesting. <laughs> we move on to you. Okay, I'll start with the wish list. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, it, should Go be, for it. it should be Natchez, as we talked about earlier. Yep. Um. Just, I need a lot more from him. Uh, he has the chance to be one of our, like, honestly, in our top five guys. And he's just, I feel like he's just kind of skating by, like, no pun intended, but like, also, like, bare minimum. Um, I also think Orlov needs to be on this because we signed him for a reason. And I just haven't seen a whole, but like, he's just, he struggled and now he's just kind of there. Like, if you look at that pairing, Chatfield is the star of that pairing. And he is not the big name we signed yep. this offseason. Okay. Um, and then I'll also agree that uh, I, I think Bunting. Bunting disappears game to game. Uh, he'll he'll have a really good game and he'll do a whole bunch. And then some games I'm like, I don't even know what line he's on because I can't tell you what he did besides maybe start a fight with someone. Like, I, he just disappears. Mm-hmm. These are guys that, like, you – you hear their names, you think they should be contributing more on the ice, and they're just either they're just invisible on the ice at times, or they're apparent for the wrong reasons. Um, so those are my three wish lists. The bottom is going to be very similar to, to Zach's. You, obviously, Slavo's got to be down there. Uh, Jordan Stahl, your face-off king. Um. Hmm. As our foundational guys, this is where it starts. There's, I can make cases for a lot of people. Yep, that, um, that, that was my thing too. It's yeah, meant so. to be hard. Yeah. Who did you have again? You had Foss and you. Had I'm Tebow. not going back. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I, yeah, it was Foss. It was Foss and Tabo. Yeah. Foss and Tabo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like I said, it was very tough because like there's a lot of guys you can put there, but that Foss stall combo pieces. it works. Yeah, foundational pieces. Yeah, Foss and Foss and Stahl together have just—they've been working really well, and that's why I had to put them there. Honestly, I would put the same two. His—I would say the foundation. I would agree with the foundation. Oh, Tavon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this next wrong. one is well. This next one is well. We're dif- we'll differ a little bit again. Um, for the guys playing their roles, uh, I do believe I do agree with Mason. I do believe Mason belongs there. Um. I think Brady Shea should be on that though. Um, wow, Brady Shea has fair. has had honestly for his he got consistent with his line mate and Brett Pesci, but this season he also had a lot of responsibility and with line mates that he's not normally paired up with. Um, his offensive jump has been a lot higher than it. Like that is his role. He is one of the offensive defensemen, but he has also now been tasked with depending on who he's with to also become a, like all around defenseman. Like he has to play defense 
it's, it's no longer, okay, Brett's there backing me up sometimes. He has played some mm-hmm. phenomenal defense. Um, so I believe he belongs there. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It gets tough around the around the <laughs> Yeah, around I, the middle. I, yeah, honestly, I, I like that spot for Brady. Yeah, it's that was tough because I think I did what Nason. You had, you had Nason, chatty there. Chat, yeah, chatty and uh, KK. Yep. It's um, tough. tough. <laughs> this is great for audio content. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, it's just more incentive for people to listen to this. We also do, want to see. Do, 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 do. I'm curious. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm curious to see what Bailey's going to put for her Christmas tree. And the top, the top tier is the guys that are almost stars. They're just not quite. So this is the star runner-up, but not quite the one. That's star. where you put your nice. That's where you put your really nice ornaments, but they're like not stars. That's like where you put the ornament. It, like I, I that's feel where like, all the angel ornaments I have are. Yeah, the really. Nice I feel like the, the this tier, like the third tier, is where you put like the the nicer ornaments that you don't want your cat to get. But like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump around a little bit. I'm gonna jump okay. around a little bit. Sorry, I'm not saying the one. I think I think Seth Jarvis should be the next, the second tier, or the next tier up. Sorry. So so we so we agree then. He's he's the he's the runner up. He's not the star yet, but he's up there. Yeah, but he's becoming one. He's exactly. Becoming that's, one. that's it's that's only exactly, because yeah. it's only because he's so young and he hasn't been around. Like he is growing into it. Cat, me and you, right here. We see it. We see it. On some things, you're right. On some things. Um, <laughs> hey, you two are the twins. I'm just here. <laughs> I think the same. Frick. Okay. I, I put Peter there. Difficult. I, I would have. I know. I would have. I would want to. I honestly, if I could cheat, I'd put three on this one as well. Yeah, unfortunately, um, Billy won't let us. <laughs> nope. Technically, you could put Piotr in that roll spot because he is filling his roll out really well right now. So no, you could you could do that. I don't like putting goalies there. Um, okay, <laughs> I would put I put Piotr up next to Seth. That's another one where let's go. Is, it's just because he's so young and he is he is a star, but they're growing. I'm into seeing it. a theme be, here. They can't be full stars yet. Okay. The only the only, um, the only, the only spot we haven't agreed on yet is Brady Shane. That's the wish list. The wish list is the wish list, but in terms of the tree. Brady See, Shane's the only difference. Yeah, how dare you have Brett on your wish list? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, this is I'm where sorry. you and I differ, though, too, is, like, I, I don't like putting goalies in, like, a star or almost star role unless they've, like, absolutely worked for it. Like, there's maybe two, well, three goalies in history that I would give that. Bailey, we'll, we'll, we'll get to your tree in a second. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, th- this is where this is where we're all yeah. differing, and, and yeah. it's cool to see. Yeah. So. Okay. I... Ooh. I'm gonna put next to Brady. That's trippy. It's hard because of the injury. Damn. Um, I <laughs> honestly, injury aside, if it hadn't been his off injury, I would put I would put Spetch in that third. Knew because it. I think he has. I think he has. See how he's leaning in his headshot. <laughs> yeah, he's he just ha- like, hey. he's he's favoring that knee. Um, oh. He has that role. Not this isn't a slight to KK at all. Uh, but no. Svech has that role. Like you, you missed him at the beginning of the season for a reason. You yeah. missed. He's the physical presence. He's the like, he's physical presence, but he's also 
you want him to be a goal scorer like Aho. He's he's a combination of so many players, but the, when you when he's not on the ice, it's like his presence is missed. So yeah. like he has a role to fill, I believe. And then of course I do I do say Aho is our star with his his point his with the point per game, and I I do think we struggled at the beginning of the season because Aho was not on his game. Well, plus he was so, also hurt for three games too, so there's also that. Okay, you know what? A lot of people are hurt. I don't care. I'm just, oh, no, I was just That's saying. That's fine. That's fine. But no, no, no. But I'm no saying, ki- like, no I don't KK. think. <laughs> besides other games, I know. KK, if I could put, I, I would know. put him as, I would I would probably put Spetch up one and then KK in the middle if I could add another person. Yeah, to that, explain, that's where I was To explain at, the yeah. other ones, our, our bench riders and Perrettes, I don't really, those are ornaments where they're, like, they're just kind of there. You're like, I don't know if I want to add them or not because they haven't really given you yes or no. Um, That's fair. Martinook, Martinook is the jingle bell you put on your door or somewhere <laughs> that is always like he's it's very. He's the vibe. It's he's needed. the vibe. It's needed. It's the oh no, he's the nonstop Christmas music playing in the back. No, that is what so is, is necessary. <laughs> My family used to have these like jingle bells that you could plug into the wall, and they played music, and we'd hang them around our door, and they'd play like all throughout the night. And like it's really it's it, I I don't want to ever call Martinuk annoying because he's not but like he's there for like the constant like hey you need to pick me up go outside and listen to those bells but also yeah. it's almost like that face that Svetch makes when he knows the ah is coming yeah, yeah. Like, oh god here um, we go <laughs> I do want to so since I didn't use all my time talking about the players on the tree I'll talk about the guys off the tree Chatty I think because this season I would I would have said. Chatty's interesting to me because I, I could see him being a very foundational role. I just don't think we've relied on him enough on that role. Like we've moved him around so much. He's had to fight for the spot. I don't think he's been a consistent ornament for us, That it's like, that's an ornament that maybe you got as a present one year and you're like, do I put it on the tree yet? It does look really nice, but like, I also have this ornament I could put there. So I don't feel like he's like earned our like typical ornament status yet on our team. Not, I, no, not earned. I'm, that's a lie. He's earned. But I don't think we've given him that shot to be on our tree full time. He's probably like on the, he's like probably on the side of the Christmas. He's on the front of it. He's not on the back side, but he's on the, like that side of the tree. Yeah. Previous previous years, Pesci would have been down there on the fourth with the foundational guys. Honestly, he might have taken uh, Foss' spot. Uh, this year, it's been a little difficult for him because he had injury. All the trade talks. It's just it's just been an iffy year for him. Like I feel like when you've been so consistent previous years and then you get to a year where you're thinking, okay, this is my time that I'm going to be with this team. Like you get injured and hurt. And a lot of people give you flack about it. And like, there's just a lot of doubt, even though you have proven that you have deserved it. Uh, I, I think that's why he's, he's also off for me. Um, mm-hmm. I've already said where KK would be Jack, Jack, Jack is where you want to you want to see him with Seth and Fyodor because he is a young guy. He can very much fill up into those roles. But he hasn't like this season's the first time we're seeing him step up and actually contribute what he can to this team. So like I he's a he's a first year ornament. It's hard for him though <laughs> to because it's hard for him because he's stuck in that four C spot because mm-hmm. you can't take KK down. You can't move Jordo. So it's like he's kind of stuck in that four C role. Yeah. You can't really but see, the but the thing is with Nason is like Nason could be stuck, but Nason's doing so much more 
foundational work, but he can move around. That's why Nason's also playing on the first line recently. That's why the first line yeah. pretty, pretty, um, that's why the then, first line's been scoring at will. So and then Burnsy, honestly, let's be honest, Burns cut down the street. Burns <laughs> We got to explain now too, Bailey. <laughs> well, no, I can't. You do didn't that. say that. I, I, I said it. <laughs> no, that's um, all right. So, yeah. Okay. That would be my tree. All right, Bailey. I'm now. I'm really curious to see what your tree is going to be like. So, I need to send this back real quick. Hold on. Um, I'm going to start with my wish list. First guy going up there, same as you guys, Martin Natchez. You you expect more from him. You you I I want to see more from him in a contract year. Um, I want to see him not only with the finesse that he has, but kind of simplifying his game and making his game his own. And we haven't quite seen that this season. Um, I'm gonna go a little off book here Ooh. compared to your guys's. Uh, my next one. Brett Burns. Okay. Is my I, I, wish could see, guy. I could see that. Uh, compared to the last season that we saw from him, we saw a lot of um, production from him. We're, we're a record-breaking team, or at least we have been the past few years um, in our offensive defenseman. We saw a really good year out of him last year. I know age is a factor, and this is something that I was really, really skeptical of when we brought him in. Um, but I was hoping he'd have, you know, the rest of his contract to kind of, you know, bat that out, get, get his last, uh, good years in before things started kind of dropping off from him. And it looks like that's not happening this year. He's kind of losing his game a little bit. So I'd expect a little bit more from him on that same trajectory. Brady Shea. Wow. It's going I, on my wish list. So I get crap for putting Brett Pesci on the wish list where Brady Shea is going on it. Ooh. Brady Shea. And the I only haven't reason... had the time to give her crap. I want to hear her reasoning. <laughs> so the reason Brady Shea is going on my wish list is very similar to Brent Burns's. Actually, we, we saw a good amount of production and a, a lot of people last year called last year, or 22, 23, the year of Brady Shea because of the amount of production he was putting up, uh, the the offensive capabilities that he showed, his his awareness in the neutral zone and uh, his back check. He's been a little underwhelming for me this year. Um, and honestly, that, that, that entire pairing, it, it's very similar to Martin Natchez in that case, where they're, they're not exactly making a good case for themselves for good contracts or that they want to stay on this team. Now, I, I see a little bit more of that from uh, Brett Pesci than I do Brady Shea, but they're just not making a good case for me this year, in my eyes. I, uh, I'm I, not going to... I can agree with you. I can agree with you uh, to the fact where it's not an excuse. It's just a, it's a point to notice is with Brady Shea. The same point that I've said is that with his fluctuating partners, I think this year for Brady yeah. Shea in part because he he got his groove that is fair because because of his consistent partner. Like he got his groove because of that, right? And like we saw, like in the beginning, he's definitely struggled some when he first joined our team, learning the system, um, and then he struggled some. We had him with D'Angelo a little bit. And then once he got him and Brett started going, he got really, I think, consistency does really well for him. Right. Uh, I think this season, the non-consistency, as as it has affected our other lines as well, 
I think it's also affecting him. So I would make that little case for him, but I, I agree with you on other bits. Right. So, and, and maybe that that's a factor to put in there. And maybe if we wait a few more games, cause he did have a goal in the past few games. Um, oh, that goal against Vegas was nice. Yeah. It was, so it was. if I, if that, it, like, if we were doing this like a few weeks down the road and I could get to see a little bit more of that consistency and his partner's not changing up that, and this may be different, but as of right now, I, I, I don't know. This is where I'm going to leave them. Uh, my foundation is going to look somewhat similar to your guys's, uh, Jacob Slavin. Obviously. First on the tree, Jordan Stahl. Second on the tree. Got to go with Cap. Uh, Jesper Faust. Oh, that's not Jesper Faust. Um, <laughs> Jesper Faust <laughs> going here. Um, and then this is where I want to go a little off the books, too. And put Pyotr Kachekov. I think. Because okay. right now, our goalie tandem looks a little young career-wise um you've got a guy who has not played a full nhl season but you've also got the guy who has more nhl experience uh with both of our uh goaltenders being out right now uh he's a guy who is basically holding up the posts um and making it so that we have the chances that we have when maybe the team's not playing well, he stands on his head. He does his job. He does what he needs to do. As of right now, Pyotr Kachetkov is hold, helping hold up the tree. No, I can. So I can. I, I that's can see where Pyotr Kachetkov is going to go. That's fair. I mean, if you're not putting him in that star, if that almost star spot, a foundation spot is a lot. Yeah, you can't put him in a role spot. No. It's either it's either like runner up or foundation. So I, I can agree with that. My, you have a role spot. Stefan Nason, obviously, no um, really hold it, not not holding up the team, but more so we're we're looking to him in in a way. Uh, he's, he's while the, the team, he's the glue right now. Right now, he is the glue. He is the guy who, while our team has been figuring out how the top guys need to step up, he's stepping up in that place and he's showing what he's capable of as a player. And I have really enjoyed kind of watching honestly, that. honestly, yep. I'm I'm not upset with him being first line left wing with Aho and Jarvis. Like he's that, earned that it. combo. That combo is actually pretty sneaky good. So. He has earned a higher spot up on the roster. Um, 100%. I think. And if if he hadn't earned it, that's a way to show the other guys who are losing that spot that they need to step up. So um Roll guys. Ooh. Yeah, it gets tough, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, Barry Cook and the Emmy. Let's go. Let's is go. <laughs> my second role guy. Um, he, he he's also another guy who's really stepped up in times of need. Um, you're seeing a lot more of his development come to fruition now that he's moved uh into a more kind of permanent role on the team as 2C. You're seeing him score the goals in, in times of need. You, we've, we've talked about all the time how goal scorers are really important. And it's not just the goal scorers that we've needed, but goal scorers who score goals when you need to score goals. And Jesperi Kokanami has kind of become that for the team a little bit. He He's really making good pushes. He, he's got a good hustle to his game. Um, he's building more and more chemistry with the team every single day. Uh, you're seeing him find his place, not only on, on the ice, but off the ice as well. Um, 
And I really think that's important, which is why my next guy on this I have a role spot is going to go to Jordan Martinuk. Okay. He is the hype man. He is the guy who, in most cases, is going to get you excited. He's going to get you amped up. He's the guy who's going to... He, he's... I, he, he does wear the A on occasion, which is why I like call it. And he really plays that assistant captain role well, because he, he's the guy who's going to kind of follow around and make sure like, Hey, Hey, you're, you're, you're doing good. Keep it up. Like you're, you're, you're doing it. Okay. Don't worry about that last play. You got it on the next one. I feel like I can envision him being that type of guy who's going to be there to build you up when you are down. And you're not going to change my mind on that. I I really love his his attitude, his uh a, that he he wants it. Like he he's a guy who maybe he's not showing up on the score sheet all that often, but he's going to sit there and he's going to bring his A game nine out of ten times onto the ice. Um, so I'm giving that spot yeah, to always, always manages to draw that penalty. Like I oh, yeah, he he gets so beat up on that ice. He yeah. does. Oh, he does. <laughs> so rule guy. Um. My star list, Seth Jarvis. Obviously. What else is new? Um, This guy, you you guys might be a little surprised, but my favorite player is actually not making the tree. My favorite player is not making the tree because I feel like he's been really, really um, hindered by a lot of the injuries that he's gotten this year, and he hasn't really had a chance to kind of prove what he's made of this season. This were last season, I might put him right here, if not at the star spot. Um, but as of right now, he's just kind of sitting and admiring the tree and he'll, he'll find a spot onto it maybe <laughs> next year. I'm giving this to Tebo Teravainen. Okay. Because he has played a really good game of hockey this season so far. I've really enjoyed watching him. Um, especially at the beginning of the season, um, he kind of went into a, I'm going to pass it all the time and not be super confident with the puck on my stick and take shots and whatever to, oh, I, or no, he, he was in that, like, oh, I'm going to shoot rockets at the net all the time, went into like, a, oh, I'm a pass it all the time to, oh, now I'm going to shoot it again, kind of roll. Um, and I really feel like he's kind of stepped up his game and he's got an opportunity to kind of, he's making an opportunity to showcase himself as to why he's a guy to rely on, uh, star wise and top line wise for this team. Um, there's a reason he's a top six player. Um, and I respect, no, I respect that's that. That's and then one. like everybody else, Aho's got a little star on his head. Of so. course. Um, same reasoning as you guys. He, he just, he's got a little bit more that I would like to see from the season, but overall, I still think he's the best player on the team. He's a guy who's going to get the guys going. There's a reason he wears the A as well. He's going um, to get the C at some point. He's going to get the C at some point. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe, and I've talked with, uh, Brad and Ray from the storm cellar about this all the time and that I fully expect him to be up in the rafters one day oh, um, he's, with well, the with contributions. With all the records he has, it's going to happen. I I fully expect him to see, fully expect to see his numbers and number in the rafters someday. So that's my list. Uh, We'll post on Twitter once this episode comes out. I'll send screenshots over so we can look at this, but I don't want to take the screenshots right now. Um, 
but yeah, that's our that's our tree. Nice. It's a good tree. I think I think pretty much we're all kind of on the same page. Just a couple different spots here and there, but honestly, no, these are really good. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. All right. Next up, we have our classic nice and naughty list. So self-explanatory. I'm gonna name a guy off. You guys are gonna tell me where he goes. Simple what's our what's our definition of nice and naughty? Whatever you want it to be. Wherever I I would you can either base it off a of play or you can base it off of vibes. However you want to go with it. I'm okay. not setting any parameters here aside from you cannot put anybody in the middle and you cannot leave anybody off. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right, so who are we starting with? We're going down the lineup. So Tevo Teravinen. Nice. Yeah, got to put him on, got to put him on the nice. Okay. That's understandable. Sebastian Ajo. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Seth Jarvis. Nice. Nice in terms of play, naughty in terms of everything. <laughs> Where do we, how do we want to judge it? <laughs> I think for me, <laughs> I, I'm that one who would like look at him as a parent and be like, I'm putting you on the naughty list and we're going to call Santa and see what he has to say just to get him to be nicer. Him, him <laughs> and KK, honestly. Actually, yeah, put, yeah. Let's put both of them in the naughty list just because it's... <laughs> The best. But you the, I mean, we saw the we saw the two fins. We saw the two fins in Turbo and uh, Fishy doing their um, trying to make each other laugh thing. And after seeing those expressions from Turbo, I have a feeling that he is secretly on the naughty list as well. Actually, I let's, just let's, think let's he... just put the fins together. Let's put the fins together on the naughty list. Why not? <laughs> so we want to change it. Yeah. Why put not? them all on the naughty list. Are we? What? No, we need to have a criteria. <laughs> Okay, we're not going off of play. We're going off of vibes. Okay, vibes only. Then? Okay, vibes only. I'm putting Turbo on the naughty list. I feel like he secretly is. Zach, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, I think Aha. I think Aha reigns them in. I don't know why, but I feel like he's yeah. Let's, let's keep him on the nice list. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we're straight vibes. This this whole list is very different now. <laughs> we're going vibes. Andre Svechnikov. Uh, <laughs> nice list. Nice list, yeah. Yeah, he's, I, he's not really. I don't know. I just, I just don't see him on the other side. He's just, he's just, he's just, he's Andre. I so yeah. when I when I think of vibes, I look back at that like social media influencer video that the Canes posted on Twitter and then TikTok, and I I could totally see him saying in like a non controlled environment, like having no filter. But he had a filter there, and he was like, just like let's freaking go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then Jarvis just like let it rip, and I was like, that guy's on the naughty list. Sorry, guys. Game day, bitches. Martin Natchez. Um, nice. Yeah, he's on the nice list. I would I, put he, him on the nice list. He he, his play might be a different story, but but he he, right. he goes on the nice list. Jordan Martin. Jordan Martin. Nice list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Jordan Stahl, same thing. Nice list. Same with Fast. Yeah. With so the MSF line. Yeah, All it nice makes sense. Here. Michael Ooh. Bunting. Naughty list. Naughty list. I'm curious to hear list. why. 
he is a feisty. He's feisty. He's but, a but I think it is. But that's play. That's that's on the ice. I don't. I think he's nice. I think yeah, he is nice. Yeah, we'll go with nice. I mean, we'll Walt. Nice. To be Walt, honest, I would put him on the naughty list. Why would you put him there, Bailey? I don't know. Just the 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 vibe that he gives me. I think he, I he's know. he's one of those like I can see him being like the the sarcastic like bully friend of the group. Oh, no, because he, he's a pretty nice guy off the ice, though. Now, let's put him on the nice list. He's a pretty nice guy off the ice. We'll go with the nice list for him. Just as jokes, I would put him on the naughty list. Yeah. Uh, Jack Drury. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That, 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 I'm going to have that, to extend this that's, nice that's, list. <laughs> well, that story about how he helped Piotr in the airport is just so confusing. Yeah. Plus, he's got that nice Ivy degree, Ivy League degree. He's just he's. he's I want to put. He's buttoned up. Naughty. I want to put Nathan on the naughty list. His Twitter 100%. account got <laughs> shut down. No, I like the fact. I like the fact that his wife actually roasted him, roasted him on on the uh, on the travel on that travel video they talk about oh, he farts all the time and talks oh like yeah imagine to... being married to it she absolutely roasted him and everyone's just like Dang. yeah no he's i feel like him. i feel like Slavo there's no question nice. burns yeah not, i think burns is naughty oh right? yeah no yeah, 100%. yeah. He, he's a bad man needs to get set. a he needs to get a smaller bag and then maybe we'll we hey, reconsider he, he needs to take his coffee maker because he needs to have his his high <laughs> His high end coffee. Ooh, he, he, he is a bad influence on Seth Jarvis. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. Um, Brett Pesci. Naughty. Naughty. Are you Sugar sure? Boo. Are you Sugar sure? Boo. Yes. I think I think he I think he gets into shenanigans. Him, well, him and Brady Shea then. You gotta put Shea there. No, so. I think Brady Shea's the I, I would Brady put Shea on the, the nicer. Okay, I think that's he's fair. the I think he's I think if they're the two like good and bad influences that Brady is the, the angel oh, so, and devil on your shoulder. Yeah. Uh Demetri Orlov. See, that is one I'd put in the middle, because I don't know. <laughs> Let's just put him on the he doesn't he's really his his nice. expression alone, he looks angry. Well, all Russians look <laughs> all Russians look angry. Oh, look at Fetch. Look at <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'd say him, and I don't know. He really is in the middle for me. I I just don't know. Where would you put him, Bailey? I honestly, he just seems like honestly. This is gonna sound really really bad, but he reminds me of the Scrooge of the group. He's just kind of like, I don't want to get involved in anything. We don't see him in a whole lot of like player engagement video stuff. Um, he, I don't know. I, I would so, put him the, on the naughty. But does list. that make? But does that make a case for him in the naughty or the nice? Because the naughty guys we have right now, vibes alone, are like the troublemakers. Fun, like, like, like he, he's and, like. If there were like a separate like Scrooge list, I think that this guy. Okay, would go put him, put him on the naughty, but like space him down. <laughs> <laughs> Chatfield's on the nice. Chatty's on the nice. I'm gonna have to extend this list. Hold on. on Oh my gosh. I've gotta extend this list. (laughs) Oh my god, please hold. (laughs) She's just moving it over. I'm just moving. (laughs) We can fit Okay. Uh yeah, Perez on the nice. Uh, Piotr is naughty. Naughty. He's on the naughty list. That dude is. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Pure fire. I pure, love yeah, it. Pure feistiness. 
Just um, for the the uh, Kachuk moment and the uh, Brad Marchand, Mar- yeah. Brad Marchand moment alone, he's like. Also, I shared with looks you guys, at him. He's like, "You got too much fight in you." Sorry, buddy. You're I getting sh- cold. I, I shared with you guys recently because it was on there because the the um, interview with Andre has been like just circulate circulating around uh, Twitter. But uh, he said he said they asked him about Marchand. He goes, "Oh yeah, Marchand." He's like, he said some things on the ice that I didn't like about my family. He's like, not a fan. And I'm like, oh well, that totally explains why Piotr was ready to fight him. If that had gotten around, Piotr is probably like, oh. Heck yeah, you mess with my bestie. I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. All right. Um, we get into the fun two. bench fun bench warmers. Tony D'Angelo. Honestly, oh, I was gonna say besides his play, I'd put Lemieux on the nice because just his interviews and the stuff, he's just been let me, let me, like he's, he, a, he's a he's a locker room guy. Like he's he's a good like he's a nice. Everyone likes him outside of him biting players. He's <laughs> <laughs> that's where he'd go on the naughty list, bad boy. But no, Where's he really he is. A, he, he is really nice. Like, he's nice. Does, he, he is a nice, nice. guy. Okay, and then Tony D'Angelo. Where do we want him? This is a lot of question. <laughs> <laughs> This is vibes alone. We're no. not talking about the crappy defensive play. Uh, We're separating. Okay, well, the move, person move, from the player. Well, okay, move Orlov up to with the rest of the guys, and then put D'Angelo or Orlov. Is that because it's? I was gonna say just put him with Orlov. <laughs> that's that's, 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 Actually, a, that's no. a different thing. That's a different thing, though. <laughs> I think the, this placement works perfectly. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they're all separate. <laughs> They're a different type of naughty. <laughs> All right. Are we happy with this list? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it went a lot differently than I thought it and, would be. And yeah. and for and for the two the two honorable mentions, I think Ranta and Freddie would be on the nice list. Ranta okay. for sure. Oh, 100 percent Fair. 100 percent Yeah, if I if I included them, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Okay. Last, or actually, I added a surprise last one, but we'll get into the Christmas party stereotype game. So I I went through, I think, all of them with you. So you have a chance to kind of, you've had a chance to kind of mull over. I can't can't remember. I can't remember. I I went online and I grabbed a bunch of... Like, okay, you go to a Christmas party. There are a bunch of guests there. What type of guest would each player be? You don't have to include all players. I just have a stereotype, and you're going to give me one, maybe one or two players that would go in that list. We're not going to go over two, okay. but give me one or two players that would fit in that category, and then we'll move on. So, okay. first one. At a Christmas party, who's the overdresser? Who shows up in their suit tie? I'm going to a away game, getting on the plane, kind of Christmas party dresser, like mm. black, like suit and tie occasion. Marty Nietzsche, hundred percent. Okay. Oh yeah. Anybody Honestly, else? I'm going. I'm going back to look at their our guys <laughs> arriving. Uh, I would say him and him and Svetch. Honestly. See, but I wouldn't put Svetch there because at least Marty has a little bit of variation with his suit games. Svetch doesn't own anything but a blue suit, I swear. And it, and the one suit, one other suit that he wore. 
Yeah, I would, I would say like, Marty Nietzsche. Yeah, I would say Marty Nietzsche is more than anything else. I don't really know if anyone else is an overdresser on the team, to be honest. I think it's just Marty, in my opinion. Cat. Would you pick a second one? No, I think because when they also talk, like I think the guys before have talked about like best dress and stuff. They always talk about him, so I would I would say it's mostly Nages, yeah. Yeah. All right. Who is the underdresser of the group? Seth Jarvis, one hundred percent. No, I'm just kidding. So I'm, it's funny because like it's, you it's would think Seth. it might be Burns because he's like the outdoorsy dude, but he always is actually dressed like his fit oh, is biffy. His little spicy take here. Do you remember also, when Pyotr Kochetkov first came onto the team and he would wear beanies? Yeah. <laughs> with yeah. every single suit. <laughs> yeah. Trying to dress it down. He still does. He did last night. I Okay, but what also can we consider? Here. Wasn't that's there, not, that's not wasn't there a Halloween picture? Wasn't there a Halloween picture and like Turbo went as like a ghost? Eeyore. He went as something Eeyore. that you couldn't Eeyore. tell. It was no, but there was Eeyore. another one. There was another, it wasn't this year's. It was another one where he went as something where you couldn't tell it was him. Like he was just completely like, it was just like, I don't know. It was like a ghost. It was something where you couldn't tell it was him. He's like, I showed up, but I did the bare minimum and you can't tell it's me. <laughs> like that just gave turbo vibes. <laughs> I don't know. Who, who would you consider as an underdresser on the team though? I mean. You could also say Svetch here because Svetch wears like his white shoes. He doesn't wear like dress shoes with his suits. He always wears like his white like tennis shoes with everything. <sighs> but like I feel like that's not I don't know. Could you, well this is hard. I feel like Burnsy's the only other one who's like he he's got he doesn't just have a coffee in hand. He's always got his backpack with him. Like it's it, but, I, but his, his, like, his, his fits though are pretty good though. Like he's got can we talk pretty, about the camo suit first. <laughs> fantastic. It was so, <laughs> I guess I guess you, I, I guess you could say because Tavo is pretty good too. Tavo and KKs are pretty like, good. Like I want, I I'm not saying that you can't put multiple guys in different cat or the same guy in multiple categories, but like there's another category that fits Turbo so much better than it's, this. It's true. Okay, <laughs> but I say Svetch. I say Svetch if anything at this point because because Jarvis Jarvis is, is pretty good about his it too. his array of. Suits. I mean, they do have they do have the GQ ready post on their Instagram and it's got Seabass, KK, and they're all pretty dang spiffy. I think KK and Jarvis are, I think they've like KK's rubbed off his fashion style on a, on a Jarvis because like their, their style is almost dang near. Aren't they living what? together too now? Aren't they Aren't they roommates? Who? KK I mean, and uh, Jarvis. Um, they were roommates. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm just looking through I think the pictures they are. I'm not sure getting on the plane. I would say let's. I say Svetch. Okay. I think Svetch. I think Svechnikov is like the underdresser of the team. There's something about me that there's something about me that wanted to say Lemieux, and I don't know what it is, but there's just we can put him there too. Sure, let's put him there. That that's like a maybe, but we're not sure yet, though. Okay, next up, underdresser was tough. Most drunk. Oh gosh. Who's the guy who's always got a drink in his hand and definitely drank way too much spiked eggnog at the party? Marna. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's completely fair. 
I think uh, it would be, listen, I feel like it'd be Martinuk with KK and Jarvis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this one I'll make an exception for because Jarvis was the other one I was going to say as well. Because, like, I'll, I could totally see Jarvis. I, 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 I think that's a good list, like those two together. Could you really see KK, though? I think KK is the one who's with Jarvis. Like, yeah, yeah, I think maybe like Jarvis is the one who maybe drank a little too much because you know he he's still young, he's got the college mindset, and KK's like maybe drinking a little bit, but he's not quite there, and he's like, okay, buddy, you're you're dancing on a bar now. Let's maybe get yeah, down. Yellow, okay. yellow, yellow. <laughs> thinking about okay, wait, thinking about the most the underdressed one and the most drunk. I'll, I'm thinking about because I'm just looking through. Do I think Nason fits either of those? No. Nah. No. Nah. Not not the most drunk, definitely. Yeah, I would say KK's most drunk. I think it's definitely Jarvie and Marty. Okay, Jarvie and Marty. Okay, all right. All right, next up. Who's the Grinch at the party? Who, who Who's the, the guy who's crapping on everybody's parade and stuffing coal and stealing presents and whatever? <laughs> I know what I want to say. <laughs> I know what you want to say too, but I'm saying wait a category, please. No, you don't know what I'm going to say. I'm saying it's number seven. Really? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, could you say it's him though? It seems like a lot of people actually like him. On vibes alone. I I don't know. I, I would leave that there. Yeah, that's fine. We'll go with that. Who else are you gonna put there? Ah, uh, yeah, no, that makes sense because Jordan stalls. Jordan stalls not a party pooper. No, no. roasting Jarvis on that video. I don't know. This kid looks <laughs> dumb. It's gotta be Jarvis. I don't know. Because you say, well, no, it can't be Tavo because he, apparently he's sneaky funny. Like he's he's not a Grinch. Like he doesn't really open up to the media. But apparently, from what we've been told, that. Tavo is like he is cracking more jokes than everyone else. Yeah, I won't even put him as a Grinch. Yeah, this works. All right, who's the also, wallflower? Tavo Terravinen. Tavo <laughs> Also, he's not on this list, but I do have to say, after looking through all the social media for the Canes with their like arrivals with their suits and all this stuff, for the best dress, I think Nate just would be tied with Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson is a very, very spiffy redhead. <laughs> Could you put that any bigger, Bailey? Like. <laughs> That is his absolute nightmare. You're doing the most, and it's the absolute nightmare. Of like, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> uh, for, for the audio, for the audio only people, she blew up. Tim Terravine is so huge. It's, it was so it's the size of those cutout heads that people have at games. The fat heads that people put on their walls. That's so unnecessary. Oh my gosh. All right, next yeah, up, next up. He's a um, wallflower, but he's like sneaky funny though too. So I don't know. That's. Yeah. Who's the host? Oh, in this shindig. I don't know. Burnsy. I don't know. Stall, stall, uh, Stallsy too, though. Burnsy, Burnsy hosted them for the dinners. He is the family man. Yeah, I, I say, say Burnsy. I say Burnsy, and maybe as co-host of Slavin. I'm not gonna lie. I think those two. Mm, no, because no, Stallsy did a lot. He used to host the families too. So I would say I know, Burnsy. but I think that I don't know. I think those that tandem. I think Be that aware, tandem. you can put two here. Let's put Stall and Burns. Honestly. Yes. 
Castal did a lot of the hosting before Burns came along, so I think those two. Because look, they're both almost smiling the same. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> less beer, maybe less. A little more crooked. Yeah, and well, and also more teeth. Stall's stall is I from because it's smaller and because it's so far, his eyebrows are so blonde, I can't see them. <laughs> yeah, plus you have more more teeth than Burnsy and less beard, but still, it's it's almost dang near similar for the smiles. Let's be honest. It's All pretty right. close. At the party, who's camping out at the Christmas cookie plate? Who's the Christmas cookie babysitter? Oh. Like, like they're eat, just eating it all. Yeah, all like night? they're they're not really socializing unless somebody comes up to them at the Christmas cookie plate. They're eating all the cookies and nobody else is touching them. Like, does this mean they're not social? No, it doesn't mean they're social. It just means they're hogging all the Christmas cookies. Oh, could you say sea bass though? Or I, I was leaning, I was leaning towards Brett and Brady. <laughs> Ooh, Piotr, maybe? Could, no, Piotr's with Brett. No, Piotr's I like that Brett. though. <laughs> I think it's Brett and Brady. I think they're over there talking. To I can totally each other. see like yeah. And then when people come up. over, they're like, "Where are all the cookies?" They're like, "I don't know, man." <laughs> I can see. I can, I see, can that. see Jarvis running up, and Brady's just like, "No, my precious, mine." <laughs> yeah, it it would be that defensive pair. Like, but the thing, they are social too, though. But yeah, they would be. The no, it's not like, that they wouldn't be social. It's just like anybody comes up to get a cookie, and they're like, "No, mine." <laughs> they would do that. Yeah, they're like I mean, the, somebody asked where the cookies. Uh, I, I, can we, can we, I don't know. Can we, talk, can we talk about Brady's flow real quick? His the oh, hair works the gray, gray hair. The I love hair, it, dude. Brady has the best hair. Like the 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 the, the salt and pepper hair is working for him right now. All right. At the Christmas party, who is the last minute gifter? Seth Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you cannot tell me Seth this Jarvis is another not, one. I you cannot tell me that it's not. Seth, oh my gosh! Wow, that looks that hilarious. Is, the way it's like because it's like three D behind the other one. Yeah, it's I know. so obnoxious. It is though. Because let's be honest, you know, it's like he napped so much. He might be like, "Oh crap!" I he he napped like the entire week, and then it's the day of the party. He's like, "Oh shoot, what do I get, Burnsy?" What do I get him? Do I get him a, a knife yeah, or something? I, I or don't, another I don't, coffee I, maker? I don't really see anyone else being late on the Christmas gifts mm -hmm. other than Seth Jarvis. Yeah. You know who else? I mm, Despite his Harvard education, I could see... Or, no. Mm. No. Yeah, was I, don't, it? I don't see No, Jeff Jack? Thing. No, Jack is such a proper boy. He wouldn't, he wouldn't He's be. a proper boy? He's I could see Piotr being there, too. But that's because he probably didn't understand that they asked him. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not because he didn't do it. No, but, I'm like, that makes it so like, much better, though. <laughs> that makes it so much better. He's like, yeah, I couldn't read the thing, so I, I was gonna say, to I was going to say that or maybe or maybe bunting. I was going to say that or maybe bunting. Um, no, but, like, Piotr, that's hilarious. He couldn't understand okay, the, but the invite. If that's true... If that's brought, true, that's Svetch's fault. That would be Svetch's fault. That wouldn't be Piotr. <laughs> Svetch thought it'd be funny. <laughs> Piotr, Piotr just stops at the C store or in the, at the ABC store and just picks up a bottle of vodka. It's like, hey, like, vodka, I like, hey, I brought the party. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Who yeah. the Santa Claus impersonator? Well, Jarvie did do it. Uh, yeah, but I would say. 
Burnsy would make a great Santa. Burnsy, I'd say Martinook would do it. Something Steph, about me says Steph Mason, Mason might do it. Yeah, I say, I say, <laughs> that would I, be I, funny. I, I say, yeah, I say Steph Mason and I say Mason, Marty, and Burns. I would say those three can only have two. Let's go. Let's go, Burns. You didn't say that. <laughs> I did, did at the beginning. Did, she, I said you said can two. only have two people. Yeah, yeah. Two. Let's say, let's say Mason and Burnsy. Burns is just yeah, the beer let's, let's be honest. Martin Oak's their elf. <laughs> no, that's Sebastian Aho. Aho. That's Sebastian Aho in the Elf on a Shelf costume. So, who is the guest that is shows up fashionably late? The fashionably late guy. The fashionably late guest. I'm not gonna lie, my dad. So when we've been going to the games, my dad likes to point out a lot. There's quite a few times where he's noticed that Jarvis is the last one out of the tunnel. And he's joked that it's because he was in the bathroom. He's like, hold on, guys. I got to go before the game starts. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you yeah, because you would probably oversleep and be like, oh, crap. I got to get up there. No, who who was I? Yeah, I, I could see Seth. I could see. Yeah, because because uh, when he was with the empty netters, guys, he's talked about like how the guys would call him to come out to go at dinner with them. And by the time he even realizes it, it's already like seven or eight o'clock, and he's missed like three phone calls. So yeah. see, if if he were on this list and wasn't out with an injury, I would say Freddie Anderson. I could see that. I that that would be mine, but we're putting Jarvie here. Well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because so, okay, I would say I would say Jar. I would say Jarvie or Turbo for different reasons. I I could see Turbo, like, like Turbo because he they finally convinced him to come, <laughs> and then Jarvis <laughs> because he legitimately like took it up or something was like oh no. Unless he's like unless like he's rooming unless he's like living with one of the guys and they try to wake him up he might not be late but yeah I could, if he's by himself that's he's that's just sleeping in his Eeyore onesies like wait hold on huh so that's where maybe you could put him on this next one so the Christmas party's tonight everybody's coming who forgot the party was tonight oh who forgot the party um oh man. Oh, that's tough. See, this is see. I feel like the wags are very good at keeping them on track, but uh, no, wags the, the, are out of the picture. Who forgets the party was tonight? Oh. That's a hard one. Because Seth could be an answer here for me. No, actually, no. Just kidding. Seth so this is different than the fashionably late. This so I would take him off. I would take him off the fashionably late then. And I would no, I else. no. So and my reasoning is he reminds me. He gives me kind of golden retriever energy. Oh, hundred percent. He reminds me of the guy who's like he's so excited like for this party and seeing everybody mm -hmm. and seeing people that I don't think he could forget about the party being tonight. Um. Um, for me, Jesper Faust, I could see on this list. Well, could you say Jack? Would you say Jack Drury? Probably too. Jack, nah. he he's uh, too busy with his uh, Harvard education. His brain hurts so much that he couldn't retain that the party was tonight. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's I don't tough. Know. 
Who would you even? Who would I, I would maybe put Brendan Lemieux here too. I don't know because Brendan Lemieux, he because from what we've heard, like he really likes being in the room with the guys, and he just know he's just there for the vibes. So I don't think he would. I don't know Vi- vibes alone. He looks like a guy to me who'd be like, I got a lot on my plate, and I forgot the party. Whoops. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think Brendan no. is one of those guys. Now he he's definitely uh, he likes it. <clears throat> Bunting was another one that was kind of coming to my head. D'Angelo. No, no, because he seems very in tune with what's going on around too. Because if you remember the last season that he was here before this one, he would tropes around with uh, Trocheck all the time, and yeah, oh well, yeah, because he's buddies with him and stuff like that. <sighs> Giannis Peretz, maybe because he just he just doesn't know what's. <laughs> he, he got he just got to the team and he forgot, <laughs> or they they didn't tell him. Well, no. Okay, no, 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 no. Based on this video that I just sent you guys where it's the guys checking how many notifications they have on their phone, I think it's Nason because Nason (laughs) over here with 190 notifications in his text. Dude, sounds like me. (laughs) Yeah, Bailey. (laughs) That's absolutely me. Nature says he thinks it's over 1,000 on his. How? That's wild. So, Nason and Natchez? Because they just didn't get the message. Oh, my. Yeah. No, I think, I think they just said, uh, I think, uh, who was it? Chatty was, Chatty's is pretty bad, too. I don't know. That's. No, Chatty's was tame compared to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chase, like, none. <laughs> No, so oh, you know, Nate, Nate oh, said a, Seth is no, bad too. Seth's no, bad too. Yeah. No, Nate, yeah, nature said a thousand. My gosh, that's brutal. He says I don't have my phone on me right now. But I, if I had a guess, he thinks it's that. So the fact that he doesn't, yeah. So honestly, yeah, it'd be them or Seth. It's one of yeah, just because they probably didn't get the message. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last one on our list, Zach. I know your your subtle plug for your writing. You just did an article <laughs> on this. Oh my gosh. What is on the Canes Christmas list to Santa this year? Zach, I'll let you go first so you can recap <laughs> your article. Oh how, my many, gosh. how many do they think so they get? Uh, they three tops. Three so top tops. three. Okay. Um, yeah, like, yeah, because we yeah, because I just did a Christmas uh, Dear Santa article for the hockey writers. Um, oh my gosh, you write you write about hockey. Huh? Wow. Really? I didn't know that. Where do you write That's about hockey? That's crazy. You two, I didn't you know also like too that much. You two, you also do that too, Billy. Really. So don't act like you're not. <laughs> um, I would say she doesn't plug her articles in the middle of our pod all the time. <laughs> My articles are also not Carolina Hurricanes related, so I wouldn't. <laughs> so there you go, Cat. Nice try, though. Um, she still doesn't. <laughs> go ahead. I would say. Sveshnikov staying healthy. He's already been hurt twice. We like we talked about it earlier. If he if he stays healthy and you get more of a consistent flow going, I think he'll be his points will catch up to where he actually should be. Um, oh, I think I I think I mentioned Piotr, but I think but I think it wasn't ne- it wasn't negative. I think it was just I think it was Piotr cons- was getting getting consistent or something like that. I forget the article how I put it, but Piotr's been playing really great. So I would say just. Piotr just keeps – he just stays on his streak or his form right now. If he keeps that going, he's going to be the number one guy that we all think he's going to be because he's got a longer contract with all of our goalies. 
So just he stays consistent with his play. Last one. Oh my goodness. Um, I think yeah, I think it just goes into more consistency from the Hurricanes. Just they they are on a point streak right now, but I I still think like as an over as an overall aspect, I still think that we need we just need more consistent play. Just keep the streak going. It it doesn't actually need to be insane, but just keep getting points. Just taking. Well, actually, no. I'll say more past that. Just play consistent Hurricanes hockey. That's all. That's all I really ask for. Just consistent Hurricanes hockey. I can't stand the Bells. I love them. <laughs> Sorry, Cats Bells keeps distracting me. All right, Bailey. Who? What's what's your what's your Christmas? Oh, we're going Christmas. to me. Yes. Okay. Um. My I'm I'm gonna go from like three to one. Um, I didn't. I didn't list mine. I just. I just. Went, I just went off the top of my head. So I didn't. So like list most wanted to least wanted, and I'm going to start with my number three. My number three is just uh, goaltending. Goaltending is my three. I I want Piotr to do well, but I also want more. Yeah, just more. <laughs> so you're, you're saying you want like more of a tandem rather than just leaning on one guy. Like I've been so used to to seeing us run like a one, a one B type situation with our goaltenders. And we're not seeing that. And rightfully so with uh, one of our goaltenders, lack of NHL experience, we want to start them out slow. You want more consistent, more consistent goalie, just goalies in general. Yes. But also if our goalies, if we could, if our goalies weren't so injury prone, that would be nice too. So, um, yeah, just everything goalie related in general. Um, okay. Second off, um, I want our special teams to continue to get better. Um, we've already seen, top 10 on both. <laughs> already top 10 on both. I really appreciate it. I expect more. I want more. Um, I, I want... Top us five. Become, top five. <laughs> I, I want us to become the scary team not just five on five but uh in special teams that we've been striving to be for the last few years we were at the beginning before the season even started we were cup contenders for a reason we were favorites for the cup for a reason i want to get to that point where our special teams go along with our dominant five on five play um first kind of goes along with yours I want every game from now until the end of the season to look like the game against Vegas. I want us to realize how good we are. I want us to realize that the chemistry and the skill level on this team is not as inconsistent as other people would like to believe. I would like our, us as a team to realize that we don't always need to play down to our opponents. We don't always need to play up to our opponents. We just need to play our game. And we saw Carolina Hurricanes hockey for the first time in a long time that night. And I want us to see that many, 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 many more times in, for the rest of the season. If I could add a fourth thing to this list, of Stanley Cup would be nice. But, you know, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to jinx it. beggars can't be choosers (laughs) right i just want us to play good consistent her carolina hurricanes hockey like we saw during the game against vegas that's okay that's fair all right um 
<clears throat> so is this supposed to be the Canes Christmas? Like my wish list? I, I worded it wrong. It's our wish list for the Canes. Sorry. I, I worded this wrong on the list. Um, A healthy, a healthy duo in goal. Um, I think we've, we're back. I, honestly, I feel like that's a lot on a lot of teams' wish list throughout <laughs> the league. Um, I would say that, um, consistency and that consistency is not even it's it's more of consistency with lines consistency with like fight and desire to play um which i said like when we were playing vegas like i said i i could see fight in that team i could see a team that really wanted it and i, I want to see that the rest of the season um and like the, <laughs> the number <laughs> Number one wish, which is like clearly it'd be a Christmas miracle, um, but for us to uh, get some, not not get some bad officiating. <laughs> Honestly, that's such a high wish. That's like right, like up there with the Stanley Cup, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's it's um, it's, like, it's like what color dragon do you want? Essentially, it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Um, so that, yeah, it's just, honestly, the main thing I want is I want the guys to want it. Um, I feel like last couple of seasons we have, and this one started iffy because it just seemed like they didn't, which is weird. Um, I want that cohesiveness in the locker room again. Um, and I want the guys to have fun again, like want it and have fun. That is, that has always been the Carolina way and this season's been weird. So, yep. All right. That will conclude Christmas games for the Surge cast. <laughs> How, what, what do you guys think? Are you happy Honestly, with that all was of a lot your of choices? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, this was but, a, honestly, this was a lot of fun. I would definitely do. I, we should definitely yes. make this like a more of like a Christmas Christmas tradition on the show. Is have a Absolutely. Christmas show every year and just do. Maybe do the tree, but then also do different games as well. So no, I, I enjoy it. Bailey. There, there, there's your hey. There's your role on the team. Every <laughs> every, every every Christmas, just have different come up Christmas with games. games. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll have to come up so, with more stuff for our New Year's special. We yeah, so, that's gonna be a very fun roundtable when that comes soon. So yeah. we're teasing <laughs> it. We're not we're not saying much more aside from that. Yeah. yeah. So we. Honestly, we are very grateful for all of our listeners. We hope you all have a very, if, I don't know, if you celebrated Hanukkah, I hope that was fun because I know that's over now. Uh, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a break with your, whether it's a break from family, a break with family, a break from work. Um, there's going to be a little break from hockey, so hopefully it's just a very non-stressful time. Um, but yes, we appreciate all of you and... We wish you all the warmest wishes. Absolutely. Best regards. Yeah. <laughs> this has been a very long episode. Do we want to make this a quick outro? Yes. Yeah. Don't don't worry about our I, I say don't even worry about our socials. <laughs> Just you'll look follow at me at Bailey Curtis with two eyes on X. Follow Kat at Kaniac Chick on X. Follow Zach at one true Zach on X. Be sure to follow the search cast on X, Instagram, and uh YouTube. Our YouTube channel at the search. And uh, there check are out other fun. 
check out our other fun um, network, our other fun people at for other. If you want to check out what other teams, there are other fun things at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Um, we our little hockey family there is great. We appreciate them for all they've done for us, and we wish them a very merry Christmas as well. But yeah, for all of us at the Searchcast, very merry Christmas and happy holidays. We'll, yep. Take us out, Zach. <laughs> Uh, and until next week, uh, or whenever we're back again before the New Year's, I'm Zach. I'm Bailey. I'm Kat. Have a happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next time here on Search Day. Merry Christmas. Hope you're on the nice list. <laughs>